Hello everyone, you're listening to the Burger Boys Worldwide Fantasy Network. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got my boys, I got my burgers, that's all I got. I need to hear a bam. 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 And one member champion. Yeah. Bam. You heard it. We got the... Can we get, uh, a, big lo- can we get a big long one from the champion? Just one long bam. Come on. Come on. Bam. bam. <laughs> there it is that's right that's right we got uh we got the champion on the pod uh he was on last episode i want to actually uh first talk about that last episode that was a little little, little uh out uh out to lunch in uh, terms of uh being coherent for some of the people on the podcast but you know what it was still good fun it was a good night uh I listened to about 15 minutes of it uh, the next day, and I was uh, I just couldn't finish it. But uh, other than that, it was uh, it seemed all right. <laughs> uh, it was but terrible. anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Anyways, but um, we're back. We got the championship on the pod. I'm uh, the host, Braden. I got uh, my co-host here, uh, Jager Krenz. Jager, how's so, it going? I'm doing all right, buddy. You doing all right? Uh, we got our producer Janssen, the man in the sky. How you doing, Janssen? Doing good. Got my Guinness. I'm happy. Right on, right on. And we got uh, JT, the big JT, the big champ, here in the studio, AW headquarters, AW man of the year, Burger Boys <laughs> champion, Philadelphia Collins Memorial Trophy. I bet you can't wait to have that thing lifted over your head. How you feeling? Uh, oh yeah, I'm great. I I can't wait for my trophies. Oh yeah, I know you get just not just one trophy. You're getting two. I've already I've uh I talked to the plaque guy today, Jackson. He's getting the plaques done. By the time I'm back home in Vernon, plaques should be done, and the trophies will get them to you. Right Both. on. And then yeah, you can do whatever you want to those trophies. Oh care. boy. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I got lots of things planned. So, uh, J- is Jackson going to be the one to uh, install the pocket pussy in the bottom of the trophy? <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> I won't rule it out. We'll see. Just a flashlight sticking out from the top. Yeah. 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 No. Um... That was my dad's pocket pussy. He gave. <laughs> He was a Bosnia son. You ever been to Bosnia? <laughs> Blue Mountain State. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, boys, um, this is basically our season finale um, episode. I mean, it's a good season. Thanks for listening all year long. Um, basically going to talk about the season. We're going to talk about the champ. We're going to talk, you know, it's just a big old stroke off on the champ right now. Um you know, massive season for, for Dirty Dancers. Just incredible. Um, off the top of your head, Jackson, uh, you got any big highlights uh, of the year other than other than winning the championship? Any big hurdles you jumped over? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, remember halfway through the year. I was thinking uh, maybe didn't have enough uh, – talent on the team but made the playoffs and uh went on a pretty good run that's all it's about big runs 
big runs in the postseason. Yeah, I got a shout out uh my guy Pasternak and my goalies. Hella yeah. Buck and Saros. They're pretty good. Yeah. Saros came up clutch for you and Elibuck actually in the final week there, like or final week and a half or whatever. Like <laughs> didn't Saros get like a big shutout against who was it? Did he get a shutout and then uh Yeah, he had a big game that one night. And then he beat also uh Calgary as well. Yeah, I I don't know if I started on that game, but yeah, they were they were good. Yeah. And that's another thing was uh, having Halibuck and Soros, your two your two goalies, two of the best goalies in the game, plus both teams are like fighting for their life for a playoff spot. So you knew that they were starting the maximum amount of games like that week. So that was huge. Because they're in it to the end. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I mean, if you want, we can get into some top-hitting questions here. Um, not necessarily uh, about your run to the playoffs, but more because you're a guest on our podcast. We like to, you know, run some tough-hitting questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, I mean, last time you were on, you were on, on a more uh, unprofessional stance. Uh, it was like a it was, uh, it was not quite kosher the way we were doing the last podcast, but now that you're an interviewee, we like to get a know, get to know our guests a little bit more, and uh, <laughs> you <Okay>. know. <laughs> so uh, first things first, uh, we like to we like to uh, we're 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 pretty politically correct, obviously around here, and we'd like to uh, know what your pronouns are, and uh, so we we don't get canceled or anything. We're trying to keep it kind of twenty twenty three here. So, um, yeah. pronouns. A man, a manly man, is that? Yeah. <laughs> Here we got the manly man on the champ. <laughs> That's his pronoun, the champ, the manly man champ. Pure uh, right on. testosterone. Yeah, <laughs> right on, right on. Okay, so we got the uh, we got the champ, the manly man champ here. Um, so I'm gonna roll off with the first tough hitting question here. Not really tough hitting, just you know, ease into this here. Obviously, the 1987 film "Dirty Dancing" is your favorite film. One ca- one question is: is uh, who's the dirtiest dancer in in hockey or the movie? The movie. Oh, well, I haven't seen the movie, but uh... <laughs> good at <laughs> good answers. I mean, that's a layup. Well, it's obviously Swayze. <laughs> yeah, it's Swayze, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Swayze. <laughs> um, you're actually named after the the, the strip joint in the uh, Sunnyvale Trailer Park. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Next one here. This one's a tough hitting question here. Okay, you ready for this one? I don't growing, know. Growing up, JT had a few questionable athletes. Looking back, who out of these three players? Of any sport that I'm going to mention, would you build your franchise around? Okay, number one, I got Dion Phaneuf. Oh, number, what a guy. Number two, I got Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> number. <laughs> I already know what number okay, three ready, is. For the, ready for the next one? I already know what it is. Go Aaron, ahead. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, oh, what a good trio, those guys. Um, 
Yeah, I, I got to go Dion. <laughs> he, he's my guy. <laughs> One hey, of the other guys man. killed himself, hey, so. <laughs> he, he didn't just kill himself. He also murdered someone. <laughs> he he murdered actually... two people oh, yeah. and then hung himself in prison. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Dion. What a beauty. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, uh, so, um, with the whole Dion thing, uh, can you just quickly explain how you became a Leafs fan, uh, just in general? Because I know it revolves around Dion, but uh, just explain it for the listeners, you know. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're dying to know. Um, <laughs> well, Dion, being a great guy, he is, uh, as a young man. Watched him with his, uh, you know, he always had the big open ice hits and shit. The big shot from the point. How can you not love that? Yeah, top, yeah. So I was actually a Dirty Flames fan for a bit, unfortunately. And then, yeah, then he got traded to Toronto. And then I became a Leafs fan when he was Ever over since. there. Yeah. But you didn't become an LA King fan when, or an Ottawa Senator fan when Dion got traded. No, I was kind of, at that time, I kind of transitioned more to the Leafs, but... <laughs> I mean, they got Phil Kessel shortly after, so, like, yeah. Yeah. can't blame you. No. Although, I will say, I don't, I'm not too the biggest Leafs fan anymore. I don't know. What? Whoa. Whoa, live Whoa. on the pod. What? Live on the pod. This is this is breaking news, Jensen. Uh, uh, hit, rec- hit record. Send this to Darren Drager right now. All right. <laughs> yeah, Tell us this, about this. This feels kind of being a BC guy. This feels kind of wrong, wrong cheering for the Leafs. I don't know. So, what do you say? Are you, are you a Vancouver guy now? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, who are you a fan? Who are you a fan of then? I don't know. I'm just. I don't got a team right now. We'll see. See if the Leafs go on a big run, hitch back onto the wagon. <laughs> no, they're they're not. Um, I find it highly unlikely as well. But okay, so I got a couple more. Uh, this is a follow up on the whole Aaron Hernandez situation. Um, <laughs> do you do you regret wearing an Aaron Hernandez jersey uh, to school the day after Aaron Hernandez was convicted of murder? No, I thought that oh. was pretty. Okay, pretty funny. Okay, okay yeah, okay. So yeah. Then it wasn't just that. Up. It was, it was like it wasn't the day after. I don't think it was like we had Jersey Day at school, and yeah, it was, it was while Jer- that was all the news. Yeah, it was Jersey <laughs> Day. That I actually had that in my question. I forgot to say that it was Jersey Day at school. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you don't regret it. Do you still have your jersey? Oh yeah, definitely somewhere. Okay. Next question. Can you wear your Aaron Hernandez jersey for the remainder of the pod? Well, I'm not at home. Oh, I'm in Williams okay. Lake right now. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Next next time. Yeah, next, next time, time you're I'll, on the pod. I'll wear it. <laughs> I'm surprised okay. you don't travel with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little surprising. I wanted to see I wanted to see Aaron Hernandez again. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, bust it out. 
Okay, serious. I'll go. I'll go. It's a little serious. More serious question here. Uh, favorite athlete of all time. I know you got. Uh, you got your your guys. Um, you got three guys here. I know it's one of these three. Uh, Kyle Busch. Yeah. Uh, Dion yeah. Phaneuf or Tom Brady. Uh, I gotta go, Bush. Over, over, over uh, Tom Brady and even Dion Phaneuf, eh? Yeah, that is tough, though. Uh, I got a lot of hours on that coach, though, watching NASCAR. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess for for those people that don't know NASCAR, Kyle Busch is a NASCAR driver. Uh, For those that don't know Tom Brady, Tom Brady is uh, quarterback for the New England Patriots for a couple of years. He played for, I think, the Buccaneers as well. Yeah, he's he was pretty good. He's all right. Decent Only career. won a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, Dion Phaneuf, however, did not win a Stanley Cup. but uh, Did not yeah, win a Super Bowl either. Should no. be in. No, or a NASCAR championship. No, no. Um, but anyways, I guess Kyle, Kyle Bush it is. Um, how about uh, five years ago? What would be your answer? Ooh. Kyle Bush. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, ten years ago. Uh, oh, Dion. Dion. <laughs> Dion. <laughs> Double Dion. What about, what about, Double Dion. What about at the release of, uh, in 2012, the release of uh, NHL 2012? Is there is there any chance that Alex Galchenyuk could have been your favorite player? Oh, if he got drafted to the Leafs, well, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, I think that's all my tough hitting questions. I think you boys out any more? I mean, I know we already asked who is the toughest guy you ever fought last podcast, but uh, you said you you don't think you've ever fought anyone, so um, that's usually what we add ask after the whole pronoun thing. But uh, I mean, if you. Yeah. Can, have you you haven't thought of anyone that you fought over the last week or so? <laughs> no, I haven't got any fights over the last <laughs> week. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Tough battle with pickle peppers, though. Yeah, well, it was, was a good battle. I was going to segue that in, into talking about the matchup question. What, in your opinion, there, Jackson, Jackson, was the biggest factor in your championship win? Um, probably Pasternak. I mean, that guy, he was scoring hat-tricks every second night, it felt like. Hey, he's, he's just, he hit 60 this year, right? Yeah, he hit 60. Yeah. He, he did hit, yeah, yeah, right at the end of the year. Yeah. Right on. Um. Are you uh, after seeing Pasternak? Are you are you more of a Boston fan than a Leafs fan? No. What about currently, right after your championship? Uh, <laughs> they are pretty good this year. Oh, Dirty Bad. Bruins. Dirty Bruins. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, Jansen, you got any tough hitting questions for JT? I guess you've probably never met JT in person, eh? 
Yeah, I was gonna say I, <laughs> we 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 had a question lined up for JT, but after your questions, I don't think it'd be good to ask. So I'm I'm gonna maybe next time. Next time. Why? What? You just ask him. Ask him. Ask away. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, JT. Honest, uh, honest answer here. Uh, before taxes, how much money do you make in a year? Okay. Uh, a million dollars. Fuck, tire, okay. Tires, oh, wow. tires are treating you good, buddy. Yeah, tires are treating you good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Fucking millionaire. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Oh. And to follow up, uh, how much how much do you make from uh, like fantasy gambling and like all that every year? Oh, this year, this year I'm up big. <laughs> retire almost after that, this year. Freedom boy. Oh, wow, Braden, Braden, you might want to take some notes from uh, Dirty Nancy yeah, from JT here. Hey, you know what? He's just. Uh, I'm sorry, JT, but you're not the, you're not the first uh, dual championship champion in uh, in history of the Burger Boys. Uh, you know, like you, you just had to follow me up, but it's okay. I was the first dual champion. You're just the second dual champion. So, wasn't yeah, your was... championships on the COVID year? Twenty, like, what's that? Oh, that didn't, doesn't count. Didn't, yeah, didn't you get both your championships in the same year? Wasn't that one oh, of the COVID years? Like, actually, um, short season. I guess technically, I didn't get it in the same year, but it was. Um, so football was. Uh, not COVID year. I won football and then uh, hockey. Hockey was paused probably a month after the, you got the football one. Yes. I oh, okay. So, so it doesn't really count. If, if you got your hockey championship. I think it was at, the same year season. though. I, I think uh, it was, I got to look at it. I'm pretty sure. Whatever. We're not talking about me. We're talking about uh, the champion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is the first legit winner of both championships. Let me look. I actually year. have. I was just talking. I was just talking to the the plaque engraver, and I I was looking at pictures of what the plaque said. So give me two seconds. If you guys want to carry the conversation, I can look this up. You want to do the player reviews there, uh, Yags? It looks like you've got that open already. Well, you got the matchup open. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. We yes. should, should actually, probably do the oh. guys. All right. Go Sorry. go back into the past. Lots of people wanted to hear hear about Jackson, the championship that just happened. But go ahead. No, no, I I want to congratulate him. Actually, Jensen is right. I actually technically didn't win in the same year, even though I won them pretty much like like the trophy is at the same time because of COVID. Um, but Jackson, you are the first within the year on the plaque. Like the there same we go. Year. So you're congrats, congratulations. I stand corrected. Good, good, good uh, catch, Jensen. Thank you. That was yeah. that wasn't even on the pot. I wasn't even on the in any beliefs at the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no good, good catch. Thank you. All congratulations, right. <laughs> on, on to the on to the matchup, I guess. Or yeah, do you? Let's, let's review the matchup. Uh, that, I mean, the one that just over. happened. Yeah, I'll just go over. You know, maybe Pepper's listening to this and he's like sitting out at home or I think he's traveling to Winnipeg tomorrow. So he's probably going to be on the plane crying because are, he's are you sure lost. he's not at the bottom of Sean Lake right now? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Has anyone checked on him? He lives, he lives on the island. So he might be in the he might be in the Pacific. <laughs> oh. No, you, that's a rule for the league, by the way. If you're going to 
drive and or jump into any body of water because you've lost in the playoffs or something like that, you have to go to Sean Lake in Vernon, BC to do it. Yeah. What a lake. <laughs> it's a good lake. The best. Did you say Sean Lake? Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I almost died in that lake. <laughs> when? Haven't we all? <laughs> I took my old shitty boat out there in the we were going full blast, and the <laughs> oh, steering the table that... snapped, and the fucking thing just turned like 90 degrees. <laughs> thought I was going to die. <laughs> that was like the one that you bought like right after high school? There, that, that red $500. The $500 one? <laughs> yeah, playing a... <laughs> what was that thing called? Or, uh... Uh, what'd you... <laughs> the blast... Uh... <laughs> it started with a B, didn't it? I don't know. You put that floaty spray on there. Flex seal. Flex, flex seal the shit out of it. <laughs> Fuck this flex sealer up, but good to go. <laughs> that thing yeah. was sick, so I I that thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't sell it. That yeah, yeah you boat. traded it for that other shitty boat. I just left it at your parents' house. <laughs> yeah. My parents are like can we get rid of this? Like, why is this just sitting here? Oh, you mean it's <laughs> still not sitting there? <laughs> well, what even happened? You sold it to some some fucking crackhead guy, right? Yeah, you got a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell of a deal. I just wanted yeah. to get rid of it. No, I liked your original boat. The original boat was like had like character. It had yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, sure it's like spray painted black and red, yep. black red, and red. red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the review. <laughs> Dude, these podcasts uh, suck. Who even fucking <laughs> listens to them? I don't know who listens to them anymore. I don't know. That's not bad. You know, you you get you dive into the history of JT. You know, it's about boats. I I do feel like people who who don't know the history of all the references we bring up probably I guess they need to know about it. I don't know why they should know about it, but yeah. I was cause we we you guys already had a whole boat saga on this pod earlier in the season too. Like, do we need to be going back to that topic? Like <laughs> No, I already used all the puns. Well, bringing it to our matchup. Well, pickle peppers was kind of like a you know a fish out of water this whole kind of week. It was um, Jackson had had quite the lead like throughout the whole week, right? Like it was the first couple of days, it was a little bit close, but I think you held on to like about a hundred point lead a night, basically. I want to say, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, be interested. I bet peppers probably pretty disappointed in his team because i felt like my guys weren't doing that great but yeah held a lead for a while there yeah like uh the original project prediction projection sorry um on the week was you 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 at 698 and uh peppers at 665 i know that doesn't really go um you know that doesn't really uh match up that well in, in fantasy hockey but 
that's kind of how it ended up obviously a little bit less uh more than or um more of spread and but i felt like your team was just on fire especially like you said your david Pasternak getting 89 points five goals five assists just on this week and a half right like that's a crazy end to your 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 regular season or your playoffs like your finals like that's that's what you want um obviously like man you got braden point three goals three assists for 50 fantasy points Got Heiskin in there with seven assists, 44.5 points. Uh, Evan Bouchard, uh, 47.5 points. That's got to hurt your eggs a little bit. That, that does. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, hap I'm happy to see like him succeed and like me end up being right about Bouchard, but it sucks I had to drop him because I needed spots in the first round there. But he's, uh, t yeah, he forms solidly for JT. One. One player that I noticed when playing you, Jackson, when we had that dust of a first round matchup, <laughs> uh, was Matthew Kachuk was just unbelievable for you in our matchup in the first round, and he just continued it on with sixty eight fantasy points. Uh, he basically, yeah. people are saying he's a Hart Trophy candidate this year for basically uh, putting the Florida Panthers on his back and dragging them into the playoffs. I mean, I think that's a little. Egregious. I mean, every everybody else not named McGee's Meister is in second place, or fighting for second place. But Kachuk has been sick all year. I I know I understand that that Hart Trophy con. Like I mean, how some people said Taylor Hall that one year drove drug uh, New Jersey into the playoffs. People are saying that it's kind of similar to that. But obviously, McGee's Meister had like the season he had, right? So you can't really go against that. No. I'm just saying that there's a case made out there for Matthew Kachuk and how it was. I think he deserves to be in like the like the top three, like get mentioned yeah. as a nominee for sure. But but he was huge. He was a huge playoff performer for Jackson all playoffs and and uh, came up clutch in the finals as well. Um, Flor Florida really turned it on once I got kicked out of the playoffs, and then they just they ramped it up. Yeah. I know, and that Alex Lyon kid, he had like won like six in a row or something to end the year, didn't he? You mean the Lion King? The Lion King. <laughs> um, can you scroll down, Yiggs? I want to see his goalies. Yeah, holy shit. Hell buck with like 86. <laughs> We're talking about fucking Pasternak with I think he had 86 as well. Pasternak did. But Pasternak had 89, but yeah, still hell buck 86. Yeah, 86 with Hellebuck, you know, like I was saying, I think earlier, or was that off the record? But I think it was on the thing, whereas Hellebuck was just uh, fighting for uh, fighting for the playoffs. Uh, you starting every day, and then boom, you know, like that's un unbelievable, man. 112 shots against him. He only let in six goals, three wins, one shot out. Unbelievable week. Same with UC Soros, 47.25 fantasy points, two wins, uh, and one shutout as well. Like, anytime you get uh, two shutouts from your goalies in a matchup, you're looking pretty good, right? And some solid uh, pickups, too, obviously, you know, like getting uh, Scott Wedgwood in there and like Justin Wool. You're picking up guys at the right time. You must have used all your ads throughout the week as well, right? 
Yeah, I I, uh, I maxed out. Yeah. So solid, solid efforts. Fuck the fucking guy decides to start making ads once the playoff starts and goes and wins the <laughs> ship. Well, that's what we were saying. Remember, I don't know, I don't know how much podcast you listened throughout the year, Jackson, but that's what we were kept on saying about your team is like, once you start making ads, you're you're gonna be tough to fucking beat. Yeah, well, I noticed I wasn't going to, but then I was uh, I was playing you in the playoffs and I was down. So I'm yeah. like, shit, I better start doing something. <laughs> yeah, I thought I I thought I had you the first round, but you know what? I, I'm glad that you that you did you did make those ads because there's no way I was getting past the second round if I if I beat you. So um, yeah. it's a good year whenever Aho is not winning the cup. Um, yeah, J- JT breaks the curse. Yeah, it breaks the curse. Yeah. We just got a minute left before we got to take a break here. Uh, Brayden, is there anything else? We got three else, minutes uh... left. I, mean, I, I can take a piss. Oh, Jensen. Oh. She's got to take a fucking piss. Oh, yeah. The fucking producer. Fuck. What about the stars of the show? What, do you not care what they have to do? What about the talent? Talent? My, <laughs> margari- my margarita is almost empty. Frack sakes. What does the champ want to do? <laughs> uh, anyways we gotta uh without uh, i mean we gotta talk about pepper's team obviously the eight seeded team running um basically taking out uh, uh keeper harley knower who was basically like 20 and 2 or he was not just basically 22 he was 22 and then taking out aho who's had these last three four incredible seasons and taking them out taking both those guys out of the running like that was so impressive. Uh great job all around. Um Yeah, that's ins- that's insane. Even though he ended up losing the title, it's to take out the two favorites for the championship on the way to the finals, like that's we've never we've never seen anything like it in the history of the league. And even though he doesn't get the grand prize, it's still that's pretty sick of Peppers. It's it's very be- impressive. It'll be a story that, you know, the Burger Boys talk about for years. Peppers will I be mean, able to tell his grandkids by the time he took out <laughs> Keeper and Aho back-to-back. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, the only thing is, is Jackson just totally spoiled it. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, are you familiar like, with like, the term uh, Schadenfreude? No, I'm not German. We don't no. we don't speak fucking Spanish here. <laughs> Go back to your own goddamn country. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, enjoyment of watching other people suffer, essentially in English. And uh, I think Jackson essentially did that with uh, with Pepper in this matchup. Seeing him take out number one and two, like Egg was saying, and then uh, spoiling it at the very end for him. That's that's Schadenfreude for him. I love it. Yeah, love Sean Vida. Sean Vida. Sean Vida. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good job. Good season by Pepper. I mean, uh, I, I released, um, I think I got less than a minute here, but I released the uh, the, um, the, the the winnings. Pepper took home 100 bucks plus next year's entry fee. Keeper Harley Nor took home uh, free entry next year. Jackson took home 980 for the win and uh, $20 for the engraving fee. 
goes to the engraver and guy. Jackson gets a free entry next year too. And, and Jackson gets a free entry next year too. So um, that was, uh, it was great. And uh, yeah, JT, big, uh, big year. Um, massive uh, championship under your belt. Um, you know, I, I, we all forgot to mention it, but uh, you know, JT off air, uh, we mentioned it off air, but he came in rolling out with uh, no tarp on for this uh, podcast. Uh, you know, just repping the like the Kucherov look. Um, but he's a champion. And uh, any last words, Jackson? No, uh, yeah, just feeling good. Uh, it's a good season, boys. Uh, wish uh, everyone the best of luck in the off season. Train hard, and uh, yeah. Train hard, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Congratulations again there, JT. Yeah, congrats, Jackson. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Yeah. And uh yeah, peace out, man. Okay, thanks, boys. See yeah, ya. Thanks thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah, see you we'll we'll get you on next year. Okay. Try to, get, try, to, try to hit that uh two in a row. Yeah, I gotta get a dynasty going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was uh, Jackson, uh, if you didn't know. <laughs> a big champ, but uh, yeah. Also no, known great. as Dirty Dancers, Dirty for those Dancers. who don't know. Uh, the champion of your league. Uh, he's uh, it's good. It was good. Um, it's good to have. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done a finale podcast. I mean, we've only done podcasts for uh, a year before this. But uh, that year, Jaeger and I just decided to stop doing podcasts. Once, <laughs> once we got kicked out of playoffs, we're like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. But uh, but now we have Jansen to kind of keep us, make us keep doing them against our will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I chained so, you guys up to the yeah. to the studio. But you know, like in the end, I mean, we yeah, we we've been uh interview the champ. We, we've been uh stuck in the uh, A and W Root Bears sex dungeon for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Drinking. Don't tell me. Butt. Drinking, Drinking nothing, nothing but Bud Light, like forced bonds. <laughs> forced, forced Bud Light, forced seeing the Bears cock and balls, <laughs> and recording podcasts against our will. AW is actually corrupt. <laughs> man, that's our corporate sponsor, man. Shut up. <laughs> AW um, Assassins are going to show up at your house and fucking zero you, buddy. It's just yeah. going to be a, the burger. Like, burger family it's just people with like <laughs> giant heads of the burger family like the kids are gonna come up and just strangle you now oh fuck yeah the the papa burger is actually named after tony soprano <laughs> <laughs> um okay boys uh bless. next thing on the menu here we gotta we gotta touch on is the lottery draft uh, Jaeger and i held the lottery draft uh we we're actually gonna we we're gonna kind of do a cool or we're we gonna you know, release a, po- a live podcast as well as the lottery draft within the live podcast, also videotaped and then send it in. But uh, we uh, we didn't have a producer to make that happen. Technical and difficulties. Absolute technical dif- difficulties. Um, basically, Jaeger and I actually ended up recording a podcast, uh, but we didn't record it. It didn't end up getting recorded. And uh, we just talked amongst ourselves for about forty-five minutes. That's a good nobody, time, nobody. <laughs> yeah, nobody, good nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> no, no, we I, had, 
Actually, we were on the point. We only we were had, buzzing. We only had two. Were you? We had two beers each. Not even. Oh, okay. Well, one. you guys have put them in fine then. Yeah, we only had about one beer each. I think at that point we had a couple dips. Um, but yeah, thanks. It it was it was it was it would have been a good decent little review, and we'll we'll um we'll try to top it off on this episode doing a review of everyone's team. But uh, we'll anyways, actually be able to do it better now because I did write a doc about this and then we ended up never using it but we have it still now yeah but you, you want to talk finish your thoughts on the uh, the lottery real quick yeah, before we so get lottery draft so basically um the guy okay uh don't, we don't have this typed up right now sorry but you guys if you if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen the video obviously you know what's going down but basically larry love jumped up what four spots yeager five uh, spots have to go look, but he jumped up a number of spots. He had two cans, and he yeah. ended up getting the first pick. So he jumped up five spots. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, four spots. Four spots. So he jumped up four spots to get the first overall pick. Uh, basically, I'm I'm not saying, but it's probably the Bedard, Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Having this generational talent potentially on your team for the next twenty years of fantasy. It's incredible. I, I actually talked to him. He's a, super excited about it. Uh, he made some trades at the deadline. Um, and uh, he, he's he's excited for next year. Um, we got uh, – then we also had – so E-Money stays when in the same spot. He gets the second overall pick. Um, Marners had the third. Marners with the third. And then we had uh, Andre with the fourth, Jensen with the fifth, and then McElhinney with the sixth. So massive movement in the uh, lottery draft, uh, circa. Um, I I like how we we do this lottery draft. I uh, it's it really uh, we're talking about it after um, uh, with the podcast crew about how I mean uh, Andre's in that group chat that we have. And Jensen is. So the two guys that were main focus of it, but despite the fact that we fired Andre, he's still in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in and loses uh after being the absolute loser this year, uh tanking all year long. And um what does it do for you? Crime doesn't pay. He's got the fourth overall pick. He doesn't get his guy. He uh, uh, the beer cans don't lie. It's, it's just what happened. It's the way we do it. I think it's the fairest way we do it. And uh, it, it it really shows that you can't really tank in this league. Um, I mean, also, said, the, beer can, the beer cans have tradition as well. Like That's the way we've done all our fancy hockey lotteries. It's the way we've done our fancy football lotteries. The, writing the names on the beer can and throwing them into a pile and figuring it out has that's that's tradition that's that's part of the league that's part of the history and it makes sense it's just it's perfect it's it is I, truly a beautiful thing i i think it's a bulletproof way to do things the only that's thing that i think that would be better is that if we all had like burg if there's all burgers and like the names were written on ketchup under the bun and then you Put it on the bun and like which burger you pick up first. 
<laughs> but that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Beer cans. I would have. I would have. I would have done that. But uh, but can I uh, interject here? I and uh, think uh, Andre agrees with me on this. Well, our, of course, you two conspirators yeah. have agreed on something. <laughs> it was. Okay. I was. I, I'm uh, okay. I, I'm not going to say it was rigged. Like honestly, like it was fair. Like was, you know the way yeah, the cans were picked. Rigged. No, not it wasn't right, but I I can't right. say I was. Neither one of us. We 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 him and I were messaging back and forth at, at, right after we saw the video uh, when you sent that out, Brayden, and the both of us were just like we were mad. We were like, oh, after the season we both had, and like the, the guy who ended up winning, honestly, who had it like Larry Love still had a decent team. Like, I think if he. You know, it's not like he didn't have a terrible team, or right? he didn't have a bad year. I know he didn't make the playoffs, but like he wasn't that far out. He and, finished like, he had... eight and four. He finished six games out of, or uh, not six games, uh, five games of the last playoff. Or Which four. Re- really isn't like, and if we look, like, can we look, like, if we looked at his matchups, like, I don't remember him getting blown out every every matchup, right? He did the down the stretch. You yeah. started off and after, hot and after the trade that after the trade deadline, right? Even even a bit before, yeah. Okay. Kind of when he, he kind of knew that wasn't going to make it, but like, th- but throughout he was still compet he was still competing throughout three quarter about three quarters of the season, while like Andre and I and like Imani were like we were out of it after. I knew I was out of it two weeks in after I no I had seven guys injured at the same time and that was it. But isn't almost better that somebody who was competitive the whole year. Yeah, still ends up with a good chance. Like he, he was he was playing the game right. It ended up working out for him this season, he, but he does end up with a good prize with Bedart. Yeah, I mean it is. But he no, only congrats, had but, two uh, beer cans. He only had two yeah. beer cans in there. Like it's that's what's insane about it is. Yeah, uh, it, that I don't think it's 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 crazy how the odds are stacked up against him to win that. And I know it's it's hard. Obviously, you and Andre were talking and, and whatever. It's, yeah. I understand. As soon as I seen that beer can come out of Jaeger picking that thing out of the, the cat carrier cage thing, I was like, and I seen the L and he showed it to me. I was like, oh, fuck. We're going to have a riot on our hands. I will <laughs> say, we'll say the cat carrier cage was an improvement on recent years. <laughs> yeah. Usually, we just threw them into like a like a garbage can, whatever, yeah. an open garbage can. Yeah. Uh, unsealable, gar- unsealable garbage can where the uh, the cat carry case had the lock on it. So it's even more official. Braden yeah. had the uh, the Tupperware container, like the big blue Tupperware, and he just shook all of them in the can. Like it had a, yeah. it had a lid, but it wasn't locked. The lock was the key, I think. Yeah, the lock was key. But no, congratulations to Larry Love and like, you know, those guys like, you know, getting moving up in the draft like that. Like, I'd be very excited if I were them. Uh, obviously, I'm not excited for how it turned out, but it kind of, you know, it is what it is. I still got a lot of top 10 draft picks this next year. So, you know, don't count me out yeah. yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing is, is, is like, um, this is what's going to be kind of going down too in the next year. We've already decided that if, uh, after the trade, the post trade deadline, if you're a non playoff team and you beat a bubble team or a playoff team, you get an extra beer can. So we're going to kind of instead, because I've always um, been on the side of like 
uh is e money and Jensen um about rewarding the teams that are genuinely bad. But this year I seen some disgraceful fantasy hockey being played where it was just outright uh terror. Like terrible like where, like, where guys are outright not setting their lineups or pulling guys out of their yeah. lineups to just be bad or just giving up and saying in like week fifteen or even earlier saying, Ah fuck, I'm done. Whatever. Like there should be some incentive towards playing hard till the end of the year. Yeah. And that's and what think, we're implementing. And I mean, this year obviously wasn't the case, but you got to still think that the beer can lottery, Larry Love only had two opportunities. There was out of how many cans were in that thing. I don't know, Jaeger. I don't know. I haven't done my math on how many cans were in there, but uh, there was the odds are stacked up against Larry Love and, and it was just him. It, it's, it was the luck of the draw. Um, yeah. It's I think the incentive uh, thing will be really good for the league yeah. overall because yeah, yeah near the end like uh, yeah near the end it was hard to like get up like I still set my other than the court case by the way yeah. our best podcast episode by the way most listened yeah. to episode perfect perfect year in the review <laughs> um but uh yeah. that's another thing I wanted to mention was that with this incentive that we're rolling out um like think about it this way so say uh just looking at the standings that are right now in front of us say Michael lantern was like within one like if he won and he had more points than uh west Coast, i'm just making a scenario up in my head right now uh Michael lantern uh needs one win uh west coast express needs uh needs to lose and Michael lantern's into the playoffs think about it this scenario and then a Sedin and Limbo is playing West Coast Express the final week. Sedin and Limbo wins that final week, gets his incentive bonus, knocks West Coast Express out of the playoffs, and allows McElwain to go in. It just enters a whole different dynamic of what um, end of the season scenarios could look like. Instead well, of bring a real life example into it, is McElwain finished the year. In his last five, I have the stats. When we go through the reviews on every team, we'll dig into it more. But he was four and one in his last five weeks. I'm pretty sure a couple of those wins were against teams that were playoff teams. Yeah. So like just for him continuing to fight and play the game as it's meant to be played, he would have gotten better odds. He yeah. might have had three cans or something instead of his one. And who knows? Maybe he would have ended up with Bedard. Who knows? I think exactly. I think the anti-tanking measures are good because, again, you know, I, I, you know more than the both of us on the Sedin. When your team is just dog shit and you're out of the playoffs, I mean, what, well, what are you signing into the app and setting your lineups for? Yeah. When the incentive well, is basically to lose, yeah. so you get better well, draft position. But if you have that incentive to win. To get yourself more more beer cans for the odds, like yeah, then well, you have, have incentive it. to continue playing, continue being a part of the league, even when your yeah. chances of winning the championship aren't so good. Are not even making playoffs. It's uh actually it's very true because I had one or two matchups this season, uh, even one against um uh keeper 
actually the my second uh it was actually like if you recall it it finished really close that. and yeah, like i, I didn't that. make any i didn't make any changes like i said that i set my lines my, that whole week but i didn't make any changes and if i had made one or two changes in my lineup even like I, I remember the final day i talked to john after and he's like if you picked up one guy he says who got five points six points in a game he says you would have beaten me but yeah. i had no i had no incentive to do so because at this point it's you know 15 weeks in or something like that and i was yeah. like why like you know i'll set my lines you know stay competitive but like but there's, there was no incentive. but i think that'll really help the league overall yeah um with what with uh if you if you do win yeah. Um, I think there should be an extra extra bonus if you beat first place. <laughs> I I'm not gonna. Okay, so there's one um gray area of this whole situation. We're still gonna roll with what we, this incentive is. Uh, the trade deadlines might not be nearly as active because it's like they are a guy like Miners Millions. Okay, you keep your roster. Or you just continue, or or you sell your roster. You get, you can either go up in the standings and beat and get incentives, or you go down. But that's just one scenario that I'm looking at that could affect the incentive. But the way I look at it is, okay, if you know you're not going to make the playoffs, sell, just sell. That's totally fine. That aspect of tanking works. But there's scenarios there where it's like you can like uh sell your team and still beat that guy like my team down the stretch was so beatable like larry love beat me so he would have gotten a incentive bonus um that's kind of when we were uh talking about it um and you know he sold at the deadline but there's teams like i i mean like yeah just like you said jansen as well that uh keeper you know he, he could have got week. beaten that yeah he had yeah. a bad week so um, I, I'm not discouraging selling your team, is what I'm saying. Uh, you could still do that, do that, and because that only helps you next year, right? Like you're yeah. better, you're better off if you're that far out of the playoffs. You're better off just selling your team still, but there's no guarantee that you're gonna win the lottery draft. But that's but the thing, the- though. Is you you can't do both though. You can both sell your team, and then you have all these kind of free spots to add players that are getting hot down this down the yeah. stretch run of the season yeah. where like a contending team doesn't exactly have the spots on their roster to add all these players that are picking it up down the stretch run while you if you sell if you sell off your highly drafted players that are for picks you can still go pick up those players that are getting hot towards the end of the year throw them on your roster and then maybe you pull a win out or two and you uh you better your chances it's yeah but also, it really depends well, on how. Oh, saying the big thing we want to put an end to is guys just, just basically fucking off at some point in the season and not setting their lineups, not doing anything, not trying at all. Basically, is what we're getting at. Yeah. Well, I think a little big, big problem I ran into this season when I tried to when we were selling, like when it was the, the trade dead trade deadline. Sorry, was. Uh, just teams willing also to buy players. Like, I think there were several teams that didn't make it. Like dirty, like dirty dances. It was. It's worked for him. And it, uh, obviously, he made, I don't remember. He made. Did he, make he, any made he made. Oh, yeah. He made one. I. That was one of the questions. I was another question I was going to ask him was uh, he did what was his trade that he made? 
You trade like a fifth, a fifth per Panarin or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, there's very, very few teams who are actually willing to buy at the deadline. Like I know, and, uh, like, and um, most of the teams that are willing to buy did it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. I bought mostly beforehand. <laughs> Rotor Tiller yeah. bought mostly beforehand. So say next year, here's another scenario. Say next year, uh, Rotor Tiller, he's in the tenth and ninth spot. He might like the guy the way he is. Same with Martyrs Millions. With the way that they are, they could try to buy at the deadline as well. You oh know yeah, what I mean? like oh, you think Rototiller's in? If Rototiller's in fourteenth place, he's still trying to buy. Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, and you know he can better himself unless he's getting giving away his first overall pick. Like that's that's a tough look, but. uh no, there's just always there's a bunch of scenarios we can keep talking and on and on about these scenarios that could happen next year, but uh, I think this is the way we're this is the way we're gonna go with the incentive bonus uh, post trade deadline. It's only a four week period, I believe. Um, I'll see how it looks next year, but it'll probably be a four yeah. maybe five week window. Yeah. So, um, and and even then, we could even uh, move the trade deadline according to that as well. If we if we move things, but um, there's yeah. also talks about as like the load management kind of increases in the NHL. I know Brody yeah. Tiller brought this up before this year. Yes, and this like, is what actually Jonathan brought up to Jansen. That was his exactly what Rotor Tiller is thinking. Is and, move, yeah. is ending this the is season earlier? Discussion. Which yeah, I think it's. I don't know if we'll do it on air or off air, but it is worth the discussion because. It did become a bit more prevalent this year. Like it's it's been ramping up over the years. It's been yeah. a lot more prevalent this year. I I was talking to Jensen off air while we were waiting for you, Jaeger. And um the my one point that I wanted to bring up was the fact that it's all becomes uh being a better manager. Um at the deadline you might not want to target the teams that are already in the playoffs. Like the Eastern conference was pretty much set except for those three teams there. So at the deadline, like you might want to try to like start, like if we still continue on the way we were doing, you'd want to maybe consider getting guys that were fighting for a playoff spot, like the Winnipeg jets, the Nashville predators, you know, the, the, the like those guys, like that's but just it, the way I, I, I'm viewing it as like, uh, it creates an incentive of management. Um, if you if we keep it the way we are, I'm not I'm not against anything. I'm an open book. The thing I said to uh, Jensen was just bring it up to a vote. Honestly, this is something we bring up to a vote instead of uh, us just deciding. I feel like we'll say a counterpoint that it isn't just about going for guys at the deadline. It's about guys you've had all year, and they've consistently produced for you all year. Yeah, like I'll I'll use an example from my team, uh, Patrice Bergeron. Like he's he was a core part of my team all year, and towards the end of the year they started to shut him down. Like should should you get punished just because this guy who was insane all year? Yeah, just they they start to load manage him towards the last couple of weeks of the year. I don't know. It yeah. is it is an interesting discussion. I think. Yeah, we can. I think we'll discuss that more at the start of the year. I think we want to 
kind of roll the season um, next year a little bit earlier, like start talking about the stuff, maybe start having a couple podcasts a couple weeks before the draft and stuff just to talk about little things like this. Uh, uh, but that's what that's kind of areas for. We'll discuss that um, more as that time gets closer. Uh, I think what we got to do now, boys, is I think we got to roll into uh, season and reviews. Um, we're going to review everyone's season, um, basically where they went wrong. Um, talk about everyone's team. What the fuck happened? And um, we're going to quickly go to a break. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, head, head into this uh, season review. All right, that was a little ditty from uh, the NW um, jingles or whatever. I don't know what Jensen plays in between these things, but um, he said he kind of usually plays an old timey little hey and hey and W uh, little commercial there. So <clears throat> we're gonna get on into some seasons in review. Uh, this is uh, you know how like the NHL does the thirty and thirty. We're doing the fourteen and fourteen. I don't know, 14 teams in 14 minutes. It will <laughs> most likely take longer than 14 minutes. Yeah. But anyways, um, in this segment, we're going to do, we're going to talk about basically what went wrong. Um, the idea of this thing was uh, to, um, we're going to kind of do this uh, in the last podcast that Jaeger and I were doing the live or whatever. And, um, we're talking about all the teams that didn't make the finals, but we're doing this now, um, you know, just to, you know, talk shit about your guys' teams and basically what went wrong. Um, in, in on, en route to the, um, the championship that obviously Jackson conquered uh, and obviously Jackson didn't do any wrong. So we're not going to talk about Jackson's team. This is for the listeners. We're talking about how shitty your guys' team was this year. All right, might as well kick it off then. We're going to start with the worst of the worst, 14th place, Mr. Bozenos, or Andre, as some of you know him as. He finished with a 3-19 and record, good for uh, tied for last in the league. He ended up 14th place because of points. And it wasn't a great year for Andre. He started off his first five games. He was 1-4. and four. He finished off poor as well as uh, last five games were 0-5. and five. His longest streak of the season was a nine-game-in-a-row losing streak. That took <laughs> you from week 14 to 22. For his, team, for his team MVP, I picked Jack Hughes, a guy who's a, a keeper for Andre for a couple of years now, I think. A yeah. good, uh, good value keeper that ended up having a breakout year this year. He was one of the better players in the league this year. And, uh, yeah, he... He, he made it to the finals the year before, and uh, he uh, made some moves at uh, the deadline before this last one, trading out draft picks for this year to try and secure himself a championship last year, and it did not work out for him then. It did not work out for him now. He struggled out of the gate. He continued to struggle, and he decided uh, that this year wasn't his year. He did pick up a lot of draft picks 
throughout the year from other teams. So I think he's in good position for next year, but this year was not a good year for Andre. Yeah, exactly. Jaeger. Um, nice little review there. I want to say uh, just on my opinions on Andre's season um, compared to other guys that uh, this year that had ended up trading a lot of their draft capital the year prior. Um, like uh, Rototiller, myself, uh, I know Jaeger, you, you sent a couple of picks away, not, not crazy amount of year prior, but um, uh Miners millions and all those guys. And I know Jensen did it too, but like compared to like uh, Rototiller and myself, um, Andre just didn't draft properly with the picks that he had and it showed right away. And, and I mean, I could, well, he, he tried to do the Andre thing where like he does his Andre hipster picks. Yeah. Logan Thompson was a hipster pick by Andre and ended up working out very well for him. He Logan Thompson was good all year. It wasn't good enough to save Andre's season. Yeah. Um, the lowest part of Andre's season was probably when we fired him as a producer. <laughs> Might have been the high point of the season if you look at his fucking yeah, record. <laughs> yeah, well, a high point for us because we got Jensen, you know, grinding away. <laughs> eating eating uh, A&W. <laughs> Um, eating a bleep during the podcast. <laughs> There's some contraband on the on uh, Johnson's screen, but we're not allowed to talk about it on the pod. Because, in, uh, in the AW studio. Yeah, we're in the AW studio. We can't talk about this contraband that's going on here. Um, but anyways, enough about Jensen. Bows and holes. He 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 just he just uh, straight up struggled. Um, I mean, straight up it, stunk. Three and nineteen record. Uh, that I don't think that um, shows what his team actually was. I don't think his team was that bad to be a three and nineteen record. Like to be honest with you, uh, the next guy that we're talking to talk about, that's you. That's that guy deserves his record. I think Bows and Hoes um, fought hard for that three and nineteen record compared to what uh, the next guy will like show. Basically, you know what I mean. Uh, Andre fought hard and he traded away. He did, had a good deadline or uh, following weeks to the deadline. Uh, he he looked at his roster. He's he seen he seen it wasn't very good. And I mean, I commend him that he, he worked all year this year to be better next year. So he, Andre he, will be a lot better next year, or he should. He worked, did all this effort to tank that ended up with the fourth overall pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jensen, you got anything on Andre's season? And, and, um, no, nothing. You're eating still. Okay, cool. Uh, he's still eating, eating. bleep, <laughs> bleep. <laughs> he's on to 13th place now. E money also with the 319 record had about 100 more points than Andre, so he ends up 13th instead of 14th. It was a struggle all year long for E money. He's started out first five games, 0 and 5. Also finished 0-5. Longest streak was a 12-game losing streak from weeks 12 to weeks wow. 22. So ends the season on a 12-game losing streak. I went for his team MVP with uh, Vitek Vanacek from the New Jersey Devils. It was a free agent pickup by E-Money that ended up working out well. Ended up being New Jersey starting goaltender. Picking up a starting goaltender on a playoff t- team. 
with a free age with a waiver wire pickup. I mean, that's he didn't have a great year, so or E Money didn't have a great year, so I picked Vitek Vanacek as his uh, MVP because got a lot more than he uh, than he invested into Vitek Vanacek all year, and uh, it was he had some draft picks going into this year, but he kind of wasted them. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, Johnny Gaudreau were a couple of his high picks that didn't pan out for him. Mark Shifley, I think, was another one that didn't end up working out for him all that well. Again, you can have all these draft picks, but if you tie them up into bad assets, I mean, there's not much you can do. Well, the bit you can do, but you're going to end up behind the eight ball. It's almost like not having draft picks if you sink them into players that aren't producing. Yeah. Was, and, uh, was this also... Well, Oh, go ahead. Hopefully he'll have a, a year next year like West Coast Express had this year, like that breakout year where you make the playoffs finally and you do something instead of just suck. Yeah. It's a tough look for E-Money after uh, I know prior, the year prior, he had a really good deadline. He he had a lot of draft capital. Um, the one thing I was going to bring up to you guys, a little uh, Burger Boys trivia. Vitek Vanacek. Uh, do does anyone know who dropped them? Oh, nope. Peppers. Yeah, pickled peppers dropped them, and that was one of uh, talking to pickled peppers. That's one of his biggest regrets of the season, uh, right off the hop. And you see that every year, uh, guys like Vitek Vanacek will get dropped within the first couple weeks of the season, and and they'll they'll. They'll be a mainstay on a team. I think on an, on another team. I think uh, Peppers dropped Tage Thompson as well. No, I think they. I thought he, he was did. not dropped. Oh, yeah. He was not drafted by. I was the other guy. Okay, when we're when we're talking about when we're gonna talk about Pickles Peppers later in the segment, there was a couple guys that like Pickles Peppers is really heard about dropping. One was Vitek Vanacek, and it might be Tage Thompson. Oh no, Alex Tuck. Was it Alex Tuck? Might have been. A, I think somebody Alex, somebody dropped Tage Thompson before Aho picked him up. I think it was Alex. I think it was Alex Tuck. That, uh, but anyways, we'll talk about that. We're talking about E Money. Uh, just I, I, nothing really happened for E Money this year. It was it was really it was a sad year. It was a it was a decline. Um, I can't tell you what his record in the prior year was, but. Uh, um, three and nineteen. That's not a good look. Uh, but you know what? He doesn't fall in the draft at all. So, um, you know, I think he made one or he made at least one trade at the deadline. I think didn't. He? I think the only move he made was the Darlene trade with me. Yeah. So he made a move. Um, maybe, maybe like him. Don't target more of the older kind of star. I, I don't know. The, Guys that were like stars in the past, but like you know, we're down, we're due for a bad year. That's kind of what you got to look in the draft. It's like, uh, do you take Johnny Goodrow here? Do you you know what I mean? Like he had a really good year the year prior, but he's going to a new team. Um, That's not always the case, though. Like Brent, look at Brent Burns and like Eric Carlson, both both defensemen having pretty good fantasy years, right? Where they didn't play well out, like they were. Crap last year. True, true, and this true. year they just lit it up. But right? those they're guys, both older players. Yeah, but Jensen, uh, the thing I'm saying is those guys were not drafted in the first or second round. 
Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Those guys I mean, fell I mean, because of their prior uh, declines. I mean, no one wanted to, them. They were those types of players. To yeah. be fair, <clears throat> Goudreau and Huberto were both like the second and third in NHL in points the year before. Yeah, it's a. T- I know. It's. I mean, no. Nobody match. really saw them dropping off as bad as they did. Yeah, which kind of sucks. It kind of sucks to end up with both of them. I know. I, I mean, Huberto, right. I was just, I was surprised because I've seen Huberto on some shitty Florida teams producing like really good. Um, that's to say, I don't think like Huberto might be a guy to look at in the draft next year because well, he's, see they what they do of, with their coach. If, yeah, if they get rid of Daryl Sutter. Yeah, uh, he's not been doing well under Sutter. I don't. I don't think a lot of those guys. I think they, Sutter needs to go, but that's a whole other. Yeah, a whole other conversation. Whole um, e money doesn't. I don't think listen to the podcast, so I don't think we need uh, to really touch more onto his team. But uh, he, there was a couple weeks. He this is one of the teams that wasn't setting their lines part of the season, right? Yeah, I think he, down the stretch. Yeah, down the yeah. stretch, he wasn't for a, a, a. He still made ads though. Um, in the earlier part of the season. So there was like this yeah. motion there and, and um, it's, it's the ads and the goal, not just the ads. It's like the goaltending ads. Start looking at that. Like you can win a matchup off of goaltending ads. Um, and I, I'm a big believer of that. Truly am. And then I'll talk more about that when we get to Pepper's team, but uh, it's the goaltending ads and and the goaltenders that really help you week to week, but don't get caught up on like a goaltender having like a massive week, either, because then you could have a dog shit week. I don't know. That's a, that's just a whole other uh, scenario and then whatever. But that's all about using your ads and having that one or two spaces in your lineup that allows you to grab those guys. So e money didn't capitalize on ads. As much as he should have this year, three and nineteen started zero and five, uh, ended zero and five. He had three wins in the middle there. So, on to our twelfth uh, place team, that would be Sadina Limbo, who finished with a four and eighteen record. First five games started out two and three. Last five was zero uh, and five, just like the other shitty teams. Longest streak of the year was an eleven game losing streak from weeks five to fifteen. I think at some point there, Sadine said, yeah, no, fuck, I'm not winning this year. Kind of look towards next year. Team MVP, I put Matt Boldy here. It was tough to find a team MVP for this team, considering it wasn't very good. But Matt Boldy was a later pick, a younger guy who put in a good year. And I think that's, if you're a team like Sadine and Limbo, I think that's what you need. A guy who was a later round investment and uh, ends up doing well for you. I think that's that's kind of what you want to see if you're not winning. You want to see see those late round guys end up be, becoming good players. And I think Matt Boldy did that. Yeah. My team note, I have that he's a complete pigeon who sucks at fantasy hockey. I think I that's can, a very true statement. I can agree with that, Jaeger. Um before Edson rolls in, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my team MVP uh JT Miller. I'm a, like I, I I believe that he was your probably MVP. Um, I thought you probably could have got quite a bit from him at the draft, and he, he ended up not trading him. But you know what? He still got good keeper value, I believe. I I think he's still going to be on your keeper list because uh, where he's going to get drafted if you leave him, I don't. I I just I truly believe he's going to go further than that. 
Uh, but that's a player that somehow had like a such a weird up and down season where it, like he was um, consistent all year for the most part, but like just the media and everything. But as soon as Bo Horvat got traded out of Vancouver, um, JT Miller was just back to being an absolute threat every night. And uh, that was his MVP. Didn't help uh, Sadine Limbo at all uh, in the grand scheme of things. Four and 18, tough look on the year. I think it was about week four, week I six. no, maybe that's too early. Week six around there. Week, that week you decided, six. Yeah, that you, you really realized that your team was not very good and you needed to go look another route. And that's what you did. And uh, take it away, Jason. I... All right. Now I, this is my opportunity to defend myself on the season. So uh again, no no excuses, but first off, the first 5 weeks of the season, I just think I I tone the three losses. Two of those I believe are bad just bad timings on bad matchups. Like I was against Aho and Keeper the first time in like the first 2-3 weeks there and I like they 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 both had like the top scores from about both those weeks in consecutive weeks. And I had either the third or fourth highest scores from any team. After I started getting easier opponents or people who were more down towards the end, I ended up, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, I ended up having seven of my guys all injured at the same time. And I didn't want to drop these guys because none of these guys were all going to be out for a long period of time, but I didn't want to drop because somebody else could have easily picked them up, put them in their IR. I'm not getting them back. And yeah. at, at this point in the season, I was like, okay, well, I don't want. I can only have so many IR spots, and I'm just not having good luck on the against these in these matchups here. It was, and so then by the time week six came around, I was like, "Yeah, if these guys are out for the next four or five weeks. By the time I get a healthy lineup again, it's it's going to be too little, too late." So that's kind of when I started to say, "Okay, you know, screw it." Uh, and team MVP actually, what I wouldn't have, I would have picked uh, Nylander. William Nylander. He was the top goal scorer for oh, yeah. like the first first three quarters of the season on the Leafs, and uh, he was the one putting up point any any sort of points for me most most weeks. And uh, yeah, it wasn't until this last last quarter of the season that he's dropped off, and then that's when JT Miller kind of picked things back up, and they kind of traded off their uh, points, getting me points wise. But uh, Nylander was he was worth yeah he was a good he, he's he's worth also looking at uh, keeping too. He's he was pretty good, but yeah. That's um, that's my bet. I should I not. Have, I should. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say I should not have purposely tried to tank though, like losing a can there. Yeah, that was that that was the low point of the season for me. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Um, was getting a, a tried for your egregious and outlandish crimes. Yeah, and you know what? And if I had tried, there was a couple that, of matches that might have been the high earlier. point. That might have been the high point for the podcast for the season. I it think. was. It's the yeah. most listened to episode. Not perfect. But but uh no, you know what? I there was a couple of matchups during the season, like on my eleven game losing streak. There was one or two matchups that if I like I said earlier on the pod, if I had been more active and had an incentive to actually win at that point in the season, I could have beaten even Keeper. And he, like we saw, I only lost to him by three points. Like yeah. uh, yeah, in yeah. hindsight, I should have should have made those ads. So again, that goes to show: even if you're losing and you're near the bottom of the standings, you should, if you're still active, you can still, you know, you can still pull off a W here and there. Yeah, 
That's um, what I believe. Uh, Your team was actually better than the record. I'm not going to lie. It probably was. I think you just uh, went a little too hard on the tanking aspect of it. And uh, it bit you in the ass at the end. But uh, Well, we'll take his word for it with the seven injuries at like the same time. I'm I'm not... I had screenshots would, of my lineup then. You would have benefited that would from the incentive. You would have, yeah. You, you would have benefited from the incentive later on in the season, though. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, yeah, uh, but that's the, what happens some seasons. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, I got a couple more points uh, to make when we talk about this next matchup and 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 his team. But uh, yeah, you're taking away. Oh, can I All say right. one last thing? Yeah, about my right about my season. I was only four hundred points back from uh, Larry Love, by the way, who had a you know he had twice as many wins as the season as I did. Yeah, so like I wasn't that wasn't that far behind him. But anyway, sorry, I just wanted to point that out. So like, if I had tried a couple more of those matchups, closed that gap, I could have finished a little bit higher. Might have won the draft lottery, honestly, if I'd finished in tenth. Yeah, you got to <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Anyway, sorry. On, on to our 11th place team, that would be Martyrs Millions, who finished with a 6 and 16 record. His first five games, he didn't have a great start, 1 and 4. He didn't finish strong either with a 1 and 4 in his last five games. His longest streak of the season was a six game losing streak from weeks 3 to 8. I think that's kind of when the. Well, I think he won a few games after that, so the dream wasn't totally dead after that, but it was. More than likely dead at that point. I put his team MVP as uh, Jake Ottinger, goalie who he kept this year. I think with a 10th round pick this year, was around top 10 in scoring all year for fantasy players. So I think that's pretty cut and dry. Jake Ottinger was uh, MVP for him. And I think his, his luck ran out. He was always that scrappy team who was trading picks and making ads all the time and you know, giving it his all, which do credit to him for playing the game right. But I think it caught up to him. He wasn't able to pick up the momentum that he did in years past. And, you know, the luck ran out, I think, for Marge Millions this year. But I think next year, I think he'll be back again. Yeah. With uh, Marge Millions, I want to say, I think, honestly, Marge Millions probably had the worst team in the league, uh, maybe next to E-Money on the same level, but because he's six and 16, we look at him a little differently. I, uh, compared to, uh, Andre and Janssen's team, like I, he had a worse team than you guys, but uh, you guys were more on team tank. Whereas Myers was, you know, he was still giving it his all for a better part of the season, maybe until post trade deadline when, you know, like who the fuck cares? Like, just fucking wrap the season up. I, I like this is this that was when he, you know, like it was like, okay. I gotta at least try to get a, bit, a little bit better odds in this lottery drafts and you know, better part of my season. That's a tough pill to swallow for a team like that. Like Jaeger said, he's a scrappy guy, he likes to fucking give her, dig deep, and and then and, and really, you know, like he wants to he wants to be competitive every year and. It was just a down year. I think he honestly probably had the worst team. Uh, but with the six and sixteen record, it just showed that he was 
he was uh, he was there and and um, he he had the opportunities. That's all I got to say about that. Um, and uh, I had one more point about Marner's. We are talking about how his team might have been worse on paper than Sadine's uh, or Andre's. Like Marner's kept kept fighting all year, and look where it got him. He's now drafting ahead of Sadine and and uh, Bozenhoz this year. So the gods, the gods, uh, smiled on him a little bit there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think nothing but uh, good things are going to happen for Marners in the future. Uh, might take a year or two to rebound. Um, one of my, um, I think he'll be b- back in the mix next year again. One of my suggestions is him to, for him is to not jump the gun right away. Like he was. One and four at one point he was making, or one and three at one point he made that trade for Petra Angelo. I was a little with a high pick in there. Uh, that was a little bit of a rough trade, not gonna lie. Um, and he kind of always had that. He was on par with Rototiller making those like you know spicy trades, and I think that kind of bit him in the ass. Uh, now looking back, obviously, and I think that's I think maybe in the future, you know, it, it's nice to be spicy. It's nice to be spicy. But stop, step back and think about it. You know, you're dealing with Andre in that trade. <laughs> He's either gonna Andre's either gonna burn you or Andre's gonna get burned really hard. It's it's well, not it, like there's no neutral ground when you trade with Andre, and and that's that's just what it was, right? Like so, there is something about the spicy trade. But if you're making that move to make that spicy trade, you gotta know that you're doing it for a good reason. I think yeah, he was one and three when he made that trade. It's like, bro, what are you, what are you fucking doing? Like, it's one thing if you're, if you're, a, if you're ahead and you got wins in the bank and you make that trade. Yeah. But he did not have wins in the bank and he did not find those wins throughout the year. He did beat me though, so. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was the highlight of his season, I think. I think it was. I don't think he did a better win than that. Yeah. Uh, I think that was that was one of those weeks where I have I have them every year, where like I was I was make I was making ads that whole week against Martin Millions, but like the points yeah. just weren't coming. Like, why the fuck is my team not scoring right now? And then I lost, and I had to come on this show and get laughed at. Yeah. Okay, next matchup. I, or next. Next team, not next matchup. Oh, sorry, next team. Sorry, I'm all. <laughs> I'm still in mid-season mode, eh? Like I just don't want fantasy season to end. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do an off-season show or two, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Next. If matchup. if not with these guys, <laughs> you'll get a Jaeger Crane show or two at least during the off-season. Can don't we make, make it prom- a video? Don't make don't make promises you can't keep, Jaeger. Yeah, I'll do it. Do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're taking it away. We go to our 10th place team now, Larry Love, with an 8-14 and 14 record. He started off pretty good. His first five games were 3-2. and two. His last five games, not as good, 2-3. and three. His uh, longest streak was a five-game losing streak from uh, weeks 12 to 16. I promise these longest streaks start turning into winning streaks eventually. I know we're just saying longest streak and then it's a losing streak. They turn into winning streaks eventually. Not here, though. Not with Larry Love. I put his team MVP as Eric Carlson, who was picked in the 13th round, I believe. 13th or 12th round. Don't make me look it up. But 
obviously hundred point season from a defenseman that you draft in the twelfth or thirteenth round. Like that's team MVP. I don't think there's never it's never happened, I don't think, in fantasy hockey. No on Yahoo, that's for sure. I'm or, honestly surprised he didn't get a, a haul for Carlson at the deadline. Both yeah. in real hockey and this fantasy hockey. I think both both teams in that situation probably should have made the move. But well, uh, with, with with Larry Love getting that first uh, that first overall pick, like keeping Eric Carlson, and I don't think I know Eric Carlson like he's had regression in the past, but after this season, it's like holy fuck! Like, is this a guy that can maintain a twenty year career in the NHL? Does he have that ability? After seeing what happened, because this guy's torn his Achilles like twice, and he came back and he put up a hundred points. Like it is that, but I think you could have used that this year to. I uh, maybe maybe he got offers and they just weren't good enough. But I think yeah. this is one of the ones where you there was potential to make it make it rain for Larry Love, but uh. He had a strong start this year. It was looking like he was a good team. He was in play, playoff contention early in the year. And then he just he slipped off. He uh, couldn't keep the men- momentum going. And uh, it ends up with him missing the playoffs yet again. And uh, he did pick up a second first-round pick this year off of you, Braden. And uh, with the first overall pick, which he won the draft lottery, shout out to Larry Love for winning the draft lottery. I think he'll be in good good position next year. Plus, he, yeah, he's got another first be a good team. So it's like, if if he's, I, I when I was talking to him last week, I I told him I was like, man, like I was like, you just gotta sit back and not draft these old balls players. Obviously, it worked out with Eric Carlson, but like I said earlier, he was picked in the thirteenth, twelfth, or whatever. That's when you take those guys. You don't take them in the earlier picks. Like that's kind of what set Larry Love back. Is he's an older feller. He's a, um, I don't know. He's third. He's he's. I think he's pushing forty right now in years of age. So he looks Dar- at the Dar's, older guys. That's not an excuse though. Darcy oh, I know. Pushing Dar's, sixty and he's and he's still getting young guys. In but Darcy's watching hockey like constantly, whereas Larry Love watched it more when he was a little younger, right? So he's thinking that these guys are still got their fucking you know zip to them, right? Is what I'm is what I'm getting at. But uh, with Larry Love, he ultimately uh, there was this kind of moment there where it was kind of McAllister and West Coast Express. Um, I think Rototiller was in the mix. There was like a mix there where there was just this group of bubble teams early on in the season that I think we like we all kind of thought that we're gonna we're gonna be a mix in the end, uh, to be getting into that eighth, ninth spot. Uh ultimately Pickle Peppers picked it up and, and to basically took uh the spot that Larry Love and McElantern were going for. Because at that at that one point, Pickle Peppers was was he was he was down and out like or not down and out obviously, but he was zero and four, and um, basically the, the that's just what happened and and uh, Larry Love just he ran out of steam, wheels fell off just like you you had in your key point there. I think that's what it was. It's he started off very good, like he was like fifth, sixth early in the year, like, I think even higher probably, but, like, he couldn't keep the momentum going, and, uh, 
it is a long season. Like we have a very long regular season, twenty-two weeks. As the, the records clearly show, it's you had eight plus fourteen is twenty-two. Quick <laughs> math. Good job. Good job. Quick math. math. So it is a long season. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, he wasn't able to keep it going. Almost the reverse with our next uh, seed here. Ninth place, McLennan, who finished with an 11 and 11 record. His first five games, not so hot. He was two and three. His last five games, though, he picked it up down the stretch. He was four and one. His longest streak of the year was a losing streak. Again, non playoff team from weeks eight to 11. His team MVP, I got a uh, Luke Shen. No, yeah. wait, no, no. No, that's 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 there's a strike out there. Brady Kachuk is a better uh, team MVP for Nick, I think. Brady Kachuk is a has been a keeper for Backlanders for a couple years now, so obviously has a good value. And Brady Kachuk, obviously, fantasy stud because he scores and he hits and all that. And it was a little too little too late for Backlander to think he he was. Slow, kind of meandering around the playoff bubble most of the year. Not really making a name for himself until down the stretch where he's, he started to pick up momentum. But then, like, he just couldn't get the numbers to go on his side down the stretch. He just couldn't get enough wins or he lost too many games early in the year to get himself into the playoffs. Finishes at the ninth seed. Yeah. Um I, uh, it's funny that you had Luke Shen there because you can make a, a MVP case for Luke Shen on his team for the better part uh, until the trade deadline, until he got shipped to Toronto. I know he actually right now in Toronto, he is playing good, but, you know, he, we read that statement from Nick uh, about uh, releasing Luke Shen and, and uh, you know, he was just – the team just uh, didn't abide by his, his uh, guidelines of uh, – playing every week and uh that may ultimately ruin the MVP season for Luke Shen there. Um with McElanders, uh, this is kind of where he's always been is either an eighth, nine, seven seed, right? Like he's he's always in the mix. This is a competitive team. We're gonna see him in the playoffs I like maybe next year. I feel like with uh seasons uh, in the past and present, it's it's always been little too late, like you said. Uh, like things go bad, they go really bad. Things go good, they go really good. You see, like it, it's just it, it, he's got such a. I don't know if it's uh, maybe because he's a doctor and he's just busy all the fucking time and shit. Like I that. I like, imagine that does have something <laughs> to do with it. Like he doesn't like the, check, the rest like, of us. Are, the rest of us are like retards, and we we have all this time to put into fantasy <laughs> hockey. And here's here's Nick doing the doing something legitimately okay. very very impressive with himself, be, <laughs> becoming a fucking oral surgeon. And we're like, yeah, this guy's a fucking idiot. He sucks at fantasy hockey. <laughs> yeah. So, um. That's just the thing with McElhenney. It, it, it's 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 just this constant: is he there? Is he isn't? And I liked his playoff push. Obviously, a little too late. Like I, we were talking, we we had him on the podcast there uh, right before the deadline, 
and he was mentioning that he wanted to um, he wanted to make that push, and he, but he was playing keeper hardly nowhere, and it, uh, and I think that was his one loss in his four last uh, five games. It was yes. So that he got, he got, he got bodied by the way by keeper hardly nowhere, yeah. and then ended up winning pretty convincingly against everybody else. Yeah. So. It, and that Actually, was the one thing. If you it, were expanding, expanding past the just the last five. In his last, uh, six, eight, nine. In his last nine games, I'm pretty sure you heard me whisper counting. There, he was seven and two in his last nine. I mean, yeah. that's that's somebody who wants to make the playoffs, but like. Again, he he, he lost too many games early in the year. He lost to E money by one point. Yeah, that's not good. That's like, like that might be the that. difference there. That think might be the that. difference between making the playoffs and not. I'd have to look on points. He would have no, no. He wouldn't have had enough points to make it. He would have lost on points. But, but I don't know. Who knows? But I'm just looking at that one E money matchup, but. Look at another matchup. I bet you he would have been able to win it. Um, how, do you know if uh, maybe he didn't use his uh, all of his ads that week because he was too busy saving some uh, homeless person's uh, jaw? Yeah, he was, you know I mean? he was, he was putting a, a fresh set of gold teeth into a crackhead and lost to <laughs> Martyr's Millions. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever asked him to show you photos of like all the stuff he does? Yeah, we've seen photos. Oh it's man, that's pretty great. Right. Yeah, no, he sends a, he, he sends us Snapchats and like, <laughs> oh really? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he sends a Snapchat of like a, a like a, literally a prison, like someone in prison, like he has like an orange jumpsuit on. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I saw that uh, one. Or yeah. or. Or he senses like a Snapchat of a dude that's been chewing for forty years and is like, "Don't show us that. I don't want to know what my future looks like." <laughs> or yeah, I remember yeah. the one who showed me uh, last year. It was the guy who, well, like took a shotgun blast, like and oh, tore yeah. off like, this that part guy, of the yeah. face. Remember that? He tried to kill himself. Yeah, yeah, that was. But like the amount, like the amount of hours that he was in the surgery room, like you said, like his job might have something to do with it. Like he was in there, like. More than like tw- more than twenty four hours straight, I think it was like nonstop. So if 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 that had been like a game day, he probably would never have had a chance to even like set his lines. Yeah. The dude who tried to blow his head off with a shotgun also fucked up as well because he should have just went to Sean Lake. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, boys, we're going to go A uh, and W sponsorship right now, and uh, yeah. We'll uh, take up uh, the playoff teams after. So that's another uh, short break for us there. Uh, but before we continue on the season, overall season reviews for everybody, uh, Brayden, have you checked your email recently? Uh, oh, yes, I have. I seen you. Yes. I I, 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 I just like to, I would just like to say, I have sent you an e-transfer. I think it's the third or fourth? Third, fourth, third time. Fourth? Third, right. time third, now. third time now. Third time now I've sent you, I've sent it to you. And yes. uh, if you're wondering, I keep sending Braden the my hundred dollar uh, entry fee for the season. Don't think I'm uh, I'm trying to cheat my way out of not paying you. But uh, oh, I, the, I want. Can you accept it? Yeah, I can accept it. Um, yeah, you can. <laughs> I in my in my overall defense, 
for some reason, whenever Jansen sends me a so the thing with uh the, the the entry fees and all that stuff, I don't accept them right away. And the reason is because I just want to make sure everyone has their money. But no one fucking sent me the money at the start of the season for so long. So these e transfers just fizzled away. But Jensen's was the only one that didn't notify me when it expired. Yeah, like it, usually they like fucking send me a message like every like couple days, like accept this heat transfer, accept this heat transfer. And yeah. I remember when I was accepting them all, Jansen's was the only one. I was like, like, and then you you messaged me and you're like, yo, bro, are you gonna accept that e transfer? And I was like, yeah, okay, send it again. And then I just didn't accept it. And then I sent it again. But I sent mine. Uh, like the first one, I set mine to expire after a month or something like that. And the second one, I set to like a, a, like two months or something. And both of them expired. I was like, are you going to take this now? or No, I oh, apologize for that. <laughs> um, I'm going to be a little bit better uh, at the money next year. Because uh, I realized uh, today when I had to dish out a bunch of money to people, um, to the league winners and, the, and the everything, the wards, uh, I realized today that uh, I found four and a half people did not uh, send money. So, uh, what, but all one good, of those people, one good. of those people is me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm proud to say you, now that I just accepted this, uh, everyone has paid up. So, oh, really? All all this afternoon, eh? Yeah, all this afternoon. Everyone, it's good that everyone's in good faith. I checked my e-transfer and I was like, holy fuck. I didn't realize, like, I, I did not realize that fucking so many people didn't send their fucking shit in. You should uh, <laughs> I, you should just do auto, auto, the auto deposit. Fund, yeah, uh, I should. But your, it's, yeah. yeah. But that's not even the problem is the fact that there was, so three and a half people did not um, even send it. Right and and oh. one of the one of those people was one of the commissioners. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Is it's uh, I gotta like I gotta write down. Um, that's why I sent you that text, Jaeger, about uh, uh, like all the the breakdown is that I have a record of that now. I can just look through our text and like see the record of who's got the free pass next year. It's I mean, little, I gotta write it a, down somewhere. Well. Are we recording right now, by the way? Yeah, we are. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, anyways. Do you, do you have, like, for example, an Excel spreadsheet of, like, who's paid and I who's not? Uh, I, I do it on my uh, notepad on my, my phone. And then people don't pay. And then, I like, for instance, there's this one guy. I'm not going to mention any names when we talk about money. But there's this one guy in the league that... Uh, it's not one of you guys. Uh, he, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into this. No, I asked him a couple times, and then he never paid me. Never paid me, and then it just like went off. And then today, I was like, I I went the whole year thinking he actually paid me because he said that he was gonna pay me. Um, and then he never paid me. Hmm. And then and then I was like, wait a minute. I think uh, uh, if anybody signs up next season and they don't pay you within the first month of the season starting, there should be uh, 
punishment for that. A beer can. Uh, this yeah, there's a, there's a beer can. There you go. I, I was going to say we all hung them. Yeah. Another, another court oh, case I, against them? I'm, I'm a very I'm a very lenient guy. I'm really glad that everyone just paid uh, as soon as I, I I contacted everyone individually. Obviously, like it's up to me as well to hound the guy. And the I, didn't do, I didn't do a good job. And uh, so, no, there was... Uh, there is a good. I I was just so surprised because when I was sending the money out today, I was like, man, like this, like I feel like I didn't. I feel like I'm losing money here. And then I looked at everything, and I was like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> so it's all good now. Everyone's paid up. Um, we're just. Uh, I'm gonna do a lot better. Uh, accounting next year, and um, and uh. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good year next year for uh, money wise and um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, boys, uh, you know, don't be afraid to do side bets and everything within the year next year as well. Get things rolling. Um, I'd like to make a side bet right now, Brain. What's that? Next season, we can we can call back to this on the on the. I don't the do side bets until uh, my draft is done. Oh, you're just you're just a wimp. All right, I was gonna make an offer you or this one next season. I, that's okay. I do, that's okay. I don't do, no, no. I don't do side bets. I, I like, I like how you didn't want to approach me with it because you know I'd wipe the floor with you. No, I know your team is still gonna be half decent next year. Uh, as Brayden, I think it's gonna be utter crap. <laughs> Anyways, you know I like to just have a shitty team to let the other guys try, but I somehow I still make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a. Uh, that's only happening. You're not. That's not happening again next year. You're going down, buddy. It might. Probably. Okay, so I'll make sure. Brandon knows enough that he'll end up in the same spot he was this year, uh, lot next year. But we should get it, we should get into the uh, where they went wrongs for the playoff teams. Now we did the non-playoffs teams in our last segment for our before our A and W sponsored break. But we'll start with the. Eighth place, obviously moving down based on playoff seeding, kind of affects. We'll do the teams that lost in the first round first, and then the teams that lost in the second round after. So yeah. eighth place, based on that, is West Coast Express. He started out his first five, three and two, identical record in his uh, last five games. He was three and two in his last five. His longest streak was a three-game winning streak. He did this twice. I think only time we have a a tie for his longest streak. Three-game win streaks in uh, weeks 11 through 13 and weeks 18 to th- through 20. I put his team MVP as Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer was a keeper, I believe, of his this year. A, a later-round keeper who ended up being a very good player all year. For San Jose, then eventually New Jersey. So I put Timo Myers as MVP. You can make. I know the sexy choice is Austin Matthews. Obviously, Austin Matthews is super good. But I kind of want to go off the board off on my MVP picks, just like a later on guy that ended up producing big for your team. And uh, this was his breakout year. He had never made the playoffs prior to this year. He was an OG member who never made the playoffs until this year. He finally gets over that hump. 
but loses in the first round to Ajo. Pedestrian result against Ajo, but Ajo was on fire that week. Yeah. Um, with the West Coast Express, like I'm proud of the guy Gator. Known him, known him since eighth grade. The Eggers known him longer, actually. Um, I'm proud of the guy. He, you know, he fought hard, fought fought well. Um, I don't think he um, he kind of fizzled out. There was uh, moments there in his season where it kind of looked like, okay, this guy might like gets in the playoffs. He might do a little damage. Um, I've talked about it on the I think the last podcast podcast before where. Uh, if he did, if he made better ads, uh, there was this last couple weeks there where I feel like he was like, okay, I'm in the playoffs. I don't need to try until the playoffs. Uh, but if he made those last couple ads in the regular season, he would have faced dirty dancers and he would have beat them. Uh, or he would have been fairly close to beating or, uh, you know, had the really good opportunity chance to play dirty dancers in the first round and, and, and beat them. Because uh, Dirty Dancers put up pedestrian numbers in the first round um, of the playoffs, and um, this is West Coast Express's. It, it was his season. This was his. You know, there's. I honestly, the way I look at it, it um, things that went wrong was just basically his. His team just wasn't good enough, and, and it just it just couldn't make it past the first round. And you know, you play Aho, but uh, he didn't even uh, make. Like Aho didn't even he didn't even challenge Aho in the first round, so he. I'm gonna say his season was a success because the fact he made the playoffs for the first time in his career, and um, I hope that this is just a building block for him, and he can continue to, uh, yeah, make it make it um, make it make it further. Um, if he, any step in the wrong direction from eighth place. Essentially, is uh, is is going to be worse, and you know he's he he didn't buy at the deadline, but he, I don't he think bought, he, was, he did. He bought Pedersen. He bought better Pedersen, but Pedersen's also got good keeper value for what he is. Because if Pedersen was available in the draft next year, he'd be looking in the first round. I think he's a third round keeper or second round keeper. Um, Pedersen in the second or whatever he is. Uh, so look it up for you. He's he's going to be a good keeper. He's stellar this year, over a hundred points. He will be a first round next year. Okay. So I think where he would keep Pedersen is probably where I don't think would go. He won't keep Pedersen in the first round because he's going to probably keep Austin Matthews there. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Okay, I stand corrected. My question right. for you on West Coast right. it was, is uh it was good to do the deep dive there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think he could have bought more at the deadline? Like I I have a feel like his team was good during the season, but like at the deadline, I remember oh. him trying to make him offers on a couple of my guys that like, you know, were decent players, but he he said, No, no, I'm good, I'm good. I like I don't need to do Do you think he could have done more at the deadline to even finished off the season, maybe a little uh I, I think at a little that stronger? point. At the deadline, he was uh he was like in like fourth place or fifth place. Like he was, he was like, fight he was fighting for dirt with dirty dancers for that yeah yeah fourth fifth so spot. There was like a moment there where maybe like he was a good team, like he had a, he had some good runs in him, 
but I I think he's just hesitant to pull the trigger and and I totally agree like I don't think he would have been able to make the run uh to beat you know like those guys like uh, like dirty dancers fucking fought hard in the second round versus rototiller right like it was like yeah. rototiller didn't put up pedestrian numbers like it was a good fucking uh I'm just like looking at the trajectory of what could have happened. Uh, do I think West Coast Express could have beat if he played road, uh, Dirty Dancers in the first round and beat him and then went on the Rototiller? Do I think he would have been able to beat Rototiller and then pickled peppers? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Um, uh, but I think West Coast Express put himself within reason to be still competitive next year. I and- think this is a building block here for West Coast Express aka Gator where like before he was just kind of in the league but like shitty now he's he's felt what he's felt what it's like to be a good team he was making ads all year he was he was buying into the process he was playing well and like I think it's a building block for him yeah I think he's improving as a fantasy hockey player which is good that's what we want to see in the league is guys that get better at doing the at playing the game and that's what he what that's what he did this year is he got a lot better at at playing the game and uh even though he doesn't have i think it's second round pick for the Pedersen trade he'll be without this year but i think he'll be fine i think he has a good grip on how to play it and i think he'll be fine next year hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, exactly. I the growth of him as a fantasy player took a lot longer than any of us because we all started really at the same time. But uh, it took him a lot longer to uh, to get there. But I think he's gotten there now, where he can understand, uh, you know, ads and goalies and just like just uh, being a competitive fantasy hockey player. And he's there. And he's only going to get better from there. Just pretty much what Jaeger said. Hmm. On to our uh, seventh place team, eight and Gretzky's who finished with a thirteen and nine record. His first five games, he was red hot coming out of the gate. He was four and one in his first five. I believe he was seven and one in his first eight. Last five, not so hot. Two and three. His longest streak was a five-game win streak from weeks four to eight. I put your team MVP as Bo Horvat. I don't know if you agree with that, me or not, Braden, but uh, I'm sure we'll get your take on it. And um, note, note, I have you also suck big time at fantasy hockey. So this is um, like if you go back at my uh, previous seasons, this is uh, a down year for me. But I was projected by my early. <laughs> by my projections to not even make the playoffs this year. Uh, I didn't have much draft capital. I was a pretty good manager all year. Uh, Starting four and one was probably the worst thing to happen to me because it gave me hope that I had a good team. That one was to me, by the way. What's that? That one, that one was, that was me. I think that was uh, week three. Um. But uh, it gave me hope, and and I, I felt – I remember if you, like, listened to our first podcast of the season, uh, we were kind of – like I was part of the big wigs there, right? Like, I was I was up there 
with the guys. And then it just started fizzling out. And then I became basically a 500 team after racking up all these wins. And I was like, I'm going to be a playoff team. So you were going to be a patty boy. Yeah. Like I was, I we, have, we haven't in... heard that term in a few weeks, by the way, patty boys. We haven't. <laughs> yeah. We haven't brought that up in a while. Um, but I ended up being a patty boy and that's, that's basically what my season became. And, um, Bad season, yeah, to my standards, but also uh, I'm impressed that my for the draft, like I didn't have much draft picks. I actually drafted really good, uh, considering. Um, but I I've set myself up enough that I could be competitive next year. Maybe not like a. <clears throat> I just got to go into the draft next year and 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 get some good picks. Uh, and you know, like if I could skate harder, shoot better. I might be a good fantasy hockey player next year. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Dig deep, bear down. Um, but all all in all, uh, my team MVP. Yeah, I could agree that Bo Horvat was my team was my team MVP. Uh, for until he got traded. Uh, big fucking shit happened. Um, if I had kept this one player, uh, uh I traded him at the deadline, which ended up being a very costly mistake for me was uh Gorgiev. Uh he would definitely have been my MVP had I kept him. But I try I was trying to be spicy and do a bunch of wheeling and dealing at the deadline. At the time it looked like a really good deal to basically trade out uh Gorgiev and like do a couple fedazzles to get Vasilevsky and Hedman. Did not work out for me at all. I lost that trade, I think, pretty bad. Um in the grand scheme of things, because Rototilla really went on a run with Gorkiev this year. And um, that's that's where things went wrong, was at the deadline for me. Um, I had a, I, I had a very mediocre team. Kaprasov was, was like my MVP as well, but he was injured for the last two months of the season, pretty much, right? Um, and I needed that guy. He was my... He was he was stellar all year long, and he just kind of fizzled out. Same with Bo Horvat. I know Bo Horvat. He's still a. Uh, I think he's like still probably like top fifteen on the year or something. I want to say, but um, that's because he was like top three for the better part of the year, and then it just fizzled out. But. Yeah, no. I sucked this year. It was good. I still made the playoffs, so I've never not made the playoffs. So I don't know how it feels, Jensen. But yeah. I think I think you and I had very opposite uh obviously we had very opposite seasons, but I think you had the reverse of the pro- issue that I had at the start of the season. Yeah. Which helped for sure. But no, congrats. You know, next it's year, not happening next year. You're going to other. Yeah, you're gonna be dog shit. Oh come on, I'll be all right. No, just gotta draft good. Um, big deep. Okay, I got one more MVP pick. I just fucking totally forgot about it. It was Nico Heischer. Uh Drafted in the. Oh, that is a good one. That's drafted good one, in yeah. the 18th round. Uh, became an absolute stud for me. I want to say he's top 20, top 25. I'm maybe being modest with my uh, – he might be in the top 
uh, yeah, top twenty. Actually, now uh, that eight, now that you're saying 18, that, 18 I wish I, I wish I had uh, put he share in there instead yeah. of Horvat. Now that you're saying that was my bad, my bad, folks. This was massive, done two weeks ago. I I didn't look at it before we started the yeah. show. Massive bump for me this year, and and, and that helped me out a lot. Um, the funny thing was just a little funny tidbit. I fucking ran Columbus Blue Jackets goalies all year long. I was <laughs> dropping and I was the only one dropping and adding Columbus Blue Jackets goalies all year long. But they were getting lots of shots. So I was like, Corpus Allo was dropped. Grab Merzlikens. Merzlikens, you know, like they were just getting shots. So it was giving me positive points. And that's kind of how I ran it with, with just Gorgiev as my one goalie. I won't ever do that again. I really suggest people to really try to get three decent goalies. But it, it, I like, did a similar thing as you did, but I just ran John John Gibson all year for Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing where he just, he just got, like it was a full-on shooting gallery all year, but like whatever, but he, gets 50, he gets 50 shots and saves 45 of them. Like, yeah, that's good enough. I'm saying, man, two, two, two to three of my ads per week were invested on Columbus Blue Jackets goalies, and I was the <laughs> only one fucking doing. There was another terror. There was Tarasov. another Tarasov. He was another goaltender there. Like I was like just adding fucking. It's it just I yeah. It is what it is. Did, I did you it, ha- did you ever add a uh, Columbus Blue Jackets goaltending legend Jonathan Quick? Uh, no, I oh I might have at one point. I bet you I did at one point just for a start a spot start when he was on the LA Kings. Not not on the Columbus Blue Jackets, but <laughs> um. Anyways, we can stop talking about my team. I overstayed my welcome. Um, but can we talk about this next team. I guess we have to talk about this next team. It's my team, Yarmir Eger. I finished with a sixteen and six record. My first five games, slow start, two and three. Last five games, I started to pick it up, four and one. My longest uh, win streak of the year was uh, a six-game win streak from weeks three to eight. My team MVP, I'm honestly picking this. I had trouble, trouble picking my team MVP. I'm almost leaning towards Jason Robertson. Maybe Ilya Sorokin, too. I got so many guys that I want to li- name as my team MVP. I'll I'll leave Jason Robertson just because I actually drafted him instead of kept him. And uh, I went all in this year, and it en- my season ended much earlier than I anticipated. It's uh, my team was hot and cold. My when my team was hot, it was virtually unbeatable. When my team was cold, I'd lose to Martyrs Millions. And I ended up cold at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, very. I I actually really agree with your Jason Robertson pick, uh, most because of the draft. Uh, Jason Robertson did not have a contract at the time of our draft, and Jason Robertson got pushed way, 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 way down. And I remember watching it because how Yahoo does the draft. It says, "Oh, your pick is up soon," and then. I'm like, oh, I'm picking Jason Robertson. I said I was sitting there with the mouse. I was like, I was gonna pick Jason Robertson, but boom! I 
I didn't have the pick. I traded it away the season before. But you know how Yahoo fucking when you're doing the the draft. Yeah. I, I think or it was tenth like, round, ninth round is what it was eighth pick? round. Eighth round, something like that. I was just like sitting there, like ready to pick up, and boom, didn't have that pick. And that or was- or if you have a keeper with that round, like it'll say your pick's coming up. Yeah. And then when it gets to your pick, it just skips over. Like yeah. Like, but just, I mean, just like let me down and like don't tell me I have a pick because like obviously I know that I probably don't have a pick because I traded them all away. It's just it it just it just like played mental warfare with me in the draft. <laughs> I don't know. That was I don't know. But that was a huge pickup for you, Eggs, and that was a big part of your season with Jason Robertson. Um, what like. It, it's it was crazy because I was like stroking your team up. I thought you were gonna be unbeatable uh, at the deadline when you pick up all those guys. You made all those moves, you know, like good moves too. They weren't like you weren't overpaying for guys. You found you found guys at at certain levels that it was like you could still be competitive the next year, but now you're less competitive uh, next year because not competitive, but like um, less draft capital compared to what you would have if you just maybe kept you, those guys. But I don't know. I think because I was in the same position going into this year as I was last. Like I traded the same amount of picks this year as yeah. I did last year, and I ended up in the same spot. So I'm not entirely worried about that. Yeah, I think maybe I, the one the one thing I am decent at is ending up with good keepers which yeah. once i once i do the keeper spreadsheet i'll do it we'll do a podcast even if these two are on it do a podcast going through what like how keep all the keepers and stuff all that kind of stuff works but i again my team got cold at the wrong time and uh Despite everything I do, I still can't win a fucking championship. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's just shitty fantasy player, I guess. That makes me happy. Schadenfreude. <laughs> I, I will address for a second. There are a lot of haters when it comes to me. <laughs> and I have a particular gripe with that. Because I look somewhat <laughs> ethnically ambiguous. You're using way too much big words right now, man. Like I'm, I'm very ethnically ambiguous, and I think that's why people gravitate <laughs> towards hating on me because of that. And it's kind of racist. <laughs> and like most of you guys are, it just straight up fucking racist. Hating on an ethnically ethnically ambiguous person like myself. Aren't you German back then? I thought you were I thought you were I thought you were emotionally bicurious. Yeah. No, not emotionally bicurious, just ethnically ambiguous. Okay. I I got I got olive colored skin and bushy eyebrows where (laughs) you guys are all racist because you guys are trying to hate on me all the time. And I have a bone to pick with that. Okay, good. So, yeah, yeah this, so if this podcast doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> if if I don't win next year, it's because this league is racist. 
What are you gonna do? I'm gonna yeah, I... I'm gonna call I'm gonna call up the fucking ACLU and sick them on your ass. You guys are gonna get canceled so fast. Yeah. And yeah, you're just gonna sit in the fucking Bahamas playing a one fucking league uh fantasy fucking uh one league one team fantasy league next year, sipping on Bud Lights and the Bahamas. Oh no 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 Bud Lights, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're we're all good on this uh, Jaeger talk, I think. Jensen, you got anything? Uh, yeah, Jaeger, you suck. You suck, yeah, bud. You're I'm, fucking four and eighteen. Fuck that's off. Fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? I didn't buy at the deadline and get eliminated in the first round by uh, was it uh by Rototiller? If I do, you're still gonna be shit step- next year because you're Sorry, a fucking ste- retard. No, we never mentioned that, but <laughs> stepdad, 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 fucking took you out. Yeah, he's not, gl- even re- he's, not, he's not even a real dad. Fuck you, Road Chiller. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to call him dad, even if there's a fire. Yeah, I'm not calling you dad, even if there's a fire. So what you're saying is you're pinned down under a, like a burning uh, support beam or something, and he runs in, and he's the only one there that could save you. And he's like, you have to call me dad. And you're just like, nope, leave me. That's hey. it. One hundred percent. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so next matchup. This one is this one more embarrassing than Rotator or than Jaeger losing to Rotator? I don't 1, think this, bro, I don't I don't think this you one can, gets, you... this one does not get talked enough about enough, I feel like. I feel like Jonathan has gotten uh, an easy pass. That's because he's white. <laughs> You're white. <laughs> no, I'm ethnically ambiguous. He's he's emotionally bicurious. No, I'm ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. It's different. I think you need to change your name to that. Jaeger, or even just emotionally ambiguous. Like just that's your name. Eth- ethnically ambiguous. Emotionally <laughs> bicurious. That's that's your new name going forward. It's no longer Jaeger Krenz. But sorry, yeah, Jaeger, think... go on. Okay. Come on. Bring this one up. Let's go, Jaeger. We're waiting on you. We go to our fifth place team, Keeper Hardly Knower, with a 20-2 record in the regular season. First five games, 4-1. and one. Last five games, 5-0. and oh. Not bad, not bad. Longest streak, an 11-game win streak from weeks 5 through 15. And if I go through, yeah, there's some sort of weird friendship fucking magical powers going on because Sedin and Limbo lost weeks 5 through 15 while Keeper Hardly Knower was winning five weeks weeks 5 through 15. And uh, Team MVP... I know I was trying to get creative with most of these. I can't get creative with this one. It's it's the chosen one. McJesus himself, the Lord and Savior. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you can debate it. Linus Allmark had a great year for Keeper Hardly Knower. Obviously, he's the 11th round pick, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was on top of my head, but... I, 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 the year that Connor McDavid had was like you, no, no other we've ever seen. Yeah, so. you can't... You can't, you can't say it's anybody that. other than the McGee's monster. But it was all undone by a particularly tough eight seed 
for Mr. Keeper, hardly know her. So his rookie year, his first year in this league, he's played fantasy before. But his first year in the Burger Boys Fantasy Hawk League started with a lot of promise. Like, oh, this is going to be the guy that beats Aho. And he loses in the first round of the playoffs. I think never it's even, all it's all undone, I think. Never even got to play Aho. I remember that was a big the big question when we had him on, on the podcast. It's like, yeah. The Are you? Do you have the firepower to take down Aho? Never even got to fucking sniff Aho's jock, let alone make it past the first round. He lost to an eight seed. Um, this is uh, completely embarrassing. I know uh, this is more of regular season reviews, but first round fucking upset to an eight seed team. I know the eight seed team was actually ended up being pretty good. In, in in the hindsight of thing, like in like hindsight, uh the AC team ended up being pretty good. It was I know Jonathan was worried about playing pickled peppers, but that's just how it went. And um uh he faced a guy that just had uh, turned it up in the first round and it was completely embarrassing effort. Um keeper hardly know the playoffs. Nice. You know? Like like Playoffs, one and done. Just one round. Um, this isn't the last we've seen of Keeper Harley Knower, Jonathan. Um, he's got Connor McDavid on his team. He's going to be a staple in the playoffs for the next 15 years, at least, uh, of the Burger Boys fantasy hockey. Um, like, this is – this is he's, he's going to be there just because he's got yeah. McGee's Meister. He and he but he's already also, he's already said he'll come back next season too. Yeah, it's well, also I, the, the thing with with uh, Jonathan. Like he's obviously he's played in fantasy leagues before. And he kind of knows what he's doing. He thought he would just come in with Connor McDavid and just sweep the floor with us rednecks, and he lost. Like, is that something, or is it like he's gonna come back next year? Like, yeah, no. I, He's gonna come back next year with a vengeance. I think he's he's yeah. not gonna be happy at the way the year ended, and he'll he'll what? come back full force. What was the I think, final I think, score? I think I think he'll be a a nuisance in our sides for many many years. Yeah, but it oh, was good God. to see. It was kind of like when Vegas lost in the finals to Washington their first year. This is kind of yeah. how it felt. It's like we don't want this guy to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like he's he just comes in the league and wins. No, this is this is this is okay. No, that, Pickle that wouldn't be a good result either. Yeah, pickles pepper. It wouldn't been a good look on the Burger Boys, but uh, pickle peppers took him out. He did his business. Um, and and highlight of the year for a keeper, honestly, was just drafting McDavid in the first overall pick. Uh, was winning a lottery draft. I think going twenty and two would have been a pretty big highlight for him. No, I would say no. it's a result of having McDavid. Right. Before we continue, uh, what was the final score for uh, uh, Keeper and uh, Pepper in the first round there? 520 and a half to 498 and a quarter. Okay. You know what? His uh, his downfall was at the trade deadline. The fact that he and I didn't couldn't make that deal for uh, JT Miller. Because that's around the time that it was the week before JT Miller started uh, – JT on. Miller had a really good week that week, I think, too. Yeah, he did. 
So, if, so I mean, it's one of those what ifs, right? It, it, you know, that's not much of a gap for you know, but anyway. Yeah, I had one of those one ifs a couple years ago when I was playing Aho yeah. in the finals. I didn't make any moves at the deadline, and I lost by like twenty points. It was the same thing. Like, what could I have done? And like, I have been going very aggressive ever since, just because of that. But it hasn't worked out for me either. Right on. That's... Okay, I think we have to take one more intermission here. Holy I fuck! This, this I, I apologize <laughs> for this being a bit of a longer Paul uh pod podcast podcast. Um, but uh, I think we're having a good discussions on everyone's team and. Uh, you know, I, I hope everyone's enjoying it, but uh, we're going to come back with one more segment here. Uh, this one's, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, rolling on to our uh, next matchup. Jaeger, take it away. Well, not matchup, but uh, team right. to going right. over again. Yeah. You keep fucking that up. Great job, Braden. I know. <laughs> but we, uh, we're sitting here with our fourth place team. Now we're going to the semifinalists. Or the teams that lost in the semifinals. We start with our Rotor Tiller, who end up with a 13 and 9 record. His first five games, 3 and 2, so not a bad start. Last five games were 4 and 1, so uh, getting nice and hot right in time for the playoffs. His longest streak was a three game win streak in weeks 2 to 4, way back when. Way back in weeks 2 to 4, that was his longest streak of the year. Team MVP, I'm going to go with Clayton Keller. It's a bit of an unorthodox pick. But Clayton Keller was a a waiver wire pickup for Rotator during the year. And uh, he turned it on down the stretch. I can't try and remember exactly when the stat started. I think it was from Jan- or February 1st or January 15th. Clayton Keller was third in the league in points. From that point on to the end of the season, and like oh, to get a guy like that off of, off of waivers, like that's that's nuts. Like I think that's the team MVP right there. And uh, for his notes, I got he kept talking about his master plan. He had cooked up how he's going to pull off his master plan and win the championship. And his master plan did not work out. He ended up not winning the championship this year. It's going to be back to the uh, drawing table for Rotator to see what he cooks up next year. He still beat you, by the way. I think his master plan was beating Jaeger. (laughs) That was was Rotator's championship. That probably was. I mean, we faced each other three times, three years in a row in the playoffs. Like, eventually he was going to beat me. So, like, it's good for him, I guess. But uh, no championship doesn't mean anything. I don't know. It was weird with the Rototiller season. Um, he went from being a middling of the pack, a patty boy. He was a patty boy for a little while there. Um, then he went to the trade deadline and weeks before the trade deadline even and started making these moves. There was questionable moves. Uh, and then once he got close to the deadline, he started making these moves that basically solidified his, his roster and, and actually like built some sort of roster that like was putting up massive amounts of points. He was starting to look like an up. He was putting up points that were like upper echelon of the league. Like 
there was times where he was like the number one scorer in the league and like he could have beaten all the heavyweights. And uh, as a 13 and nine team, that was uh, crazy to see that he just built his team from the deadline. And that's what uh, that was the highlight of Rotiller's really season was was making those moves and taking down you Jaeger and going on this uh, finals. I, I had him going all the way to the finals. Uh, that didn't ultimately work out. No one actually had Dirty Dances going to the finals, but um, Rototiller proved himself, and and um, you know, like he 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 had a good year. Um, but his ultimate goal was to win the championship, and like you said, it he failed. So, um, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. Uh, he made a lot of moves. He made a lot of questionable moves. Uh, draft picks are not on his side in the draft, but I don't uh, think I don't think he cares about the draft at all. I think he's he's building his team in season. I think that's kind of a theme for Roller Tillers. He's building his team as it goes, as the season goes along. He tries to build his team as as it goes along. We'll see how it works out for him next year. I mean, he was. Short on draft picks going into this year, and he made it to the semifinals. So, yeah. Gabriel Landeskog, by the way, is uh, he's not playing yeah. any of the playoffs. So that 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 was a great trade. Great trade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to mention that the Gabe the Gabe Landeskog trade was not good for him. It did not work out. No. Yeah. All part of the master plan, though, right? Grand plan. All part of his master plan, yeah, exactly. He made it. He made it further than any of us can say we did this yeah. year. So, kudos to him. It was a good year. He, he got to the second round for the second time in his career. He's the type of guy that uh, he makes the playoffs every year. And uh, I mean, we haven't seen the end of Rotiller either, right? So, like, I who knows what's in store for him? Maybe as a piss poor start to next year, but you always know that he's going to be making wheel and deal at the deadline and. Like Edgar said, um, that's where that's when he makes his team. So, but who knows when does the year like Mars Millions had this year where he did the same thing as Roger Tiller in years past, and he up stinking this year. When does that year come for Roger Tiller? It could come as early as next season. Like it, eventually it'll come, especially with as guys get more and more engaged, like. When does it come from the year where he's he's fighting an uphill battle? Yeah, it could come. It could come pretty uh, pretty quickly for him. Um, yeah. So all I got to say on Rototiller, we talked about him a lot on the podcast, but uh, yeah, number one fan of the podcast, probably. Yeah, number one fan. Makes 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 all my family members listen to the podcast, even when I don't <laughs> want them to. Does he actually? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, it'd be like, Shut- be like aunt and uncle coming over to work on the house, and what are they listening to? They listen to the fucking Burger Boys Fancy Hockey Podcast. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> like. You guys don't need to hear this. This shout isn't good at all. Shout out to Jaeger's family. Yeah, shut up. Okay, next matchup. 
our next fucking review. There you I'm go. Tired. I'm tired. Go to our third place team. Aho, let's go. Does not win the championship for the first time in three years. Started out very hot, as Aho tends to do. Started out 5-0 and in his first five. Last five games, suffered a couple losses. Went in the last five games, 3-2. and two. The longest streak, he had an eight-game win streak from weeks 12 through 19. Team MVP, I picked Tage Thompson as his team MVP. Tage Thompson was a waiver wire pickup by Aho and turned into just a complete stud all year. Typical. Aho picks up a guy and he turns out turns out to be one of the best goal scorers in the league. Sounds like something will happen. And uh yeah, the back to backs. Back-to-back champs, Reign of Terror is finally over. Aho was not the champion this year. Thank God. Did I do that right, Jensen? Uh, it's up, down, left, right. Up, there you down. Go. Left, right. Yeah, he's cr- he's cro- if for those that are listening, to, uh, he's crossing himself. He's, he's, he's very thankful. Very thankful Aho didn't win this year. We might have had to dissolve the league if that happened again. But he ran into the pickled peppers who dispatched of him. It was an early end even, of the season for Ajo. Didn't even yeah. win the season or the or regular season standings either. Nope. I know. Which, so this, which is it's a big thing. Um I was talking to Jensen on the on the chat earlier and I was telling him um that uh every year like uh usually the regular season champ uh, qualifies for like the the finals and or the finals so that there's not uh you know like when we when I gave out the uh, the money awards there's not usually three people that get the uh, free ticket for next year which is not really free it's it's just part of your winnings you just don't have to pay the next year it's uh, but this year there was three t- different teams that had made gotten the free ticket, so that's why the the winner's money was a little bit lesser this year compared to last, was because Aho kept winning the regular season and the championship. So uh, Aho actually has to pay next year, so that's a big uh, that's a big moment in the Bird Boys, and he's not down. He's not he's not out of it though. Don't count Especially him not winning now, like he's gonna be back out for with a vengeance to kind of yeah. beat the shit out of all of us again. Yeah. Right? He, he didn't make any trades at the deadline, so like he's yeah, he's got in a good position keepers. where good keepers, where he can just come back and be a menace again. This guy. Um... I don't know what else to say, really. Uh, I don't think, like, what went wrong, really nothing. It was a really hard-fought battle, to be honest, to the end with P- Pickled Peppers. Came down to the last, like, day, or last night, Sunday night. And um, it, and the same thing that happened to Keepers. It came down to the last, yeah. last game, last night of the season. And... Um, 
It just it truly was uh, a remarkable upset um, that we got to thank Peppers uh, dearly for having for for executing. Um, and but oh, like he, he, nothing went wrong for him this season. Yeah, he lost a couple more games than usual, but that's just going to happen as our league progresses. And, and he's got a, he understands that as well. Will you see him get more aggressive as a trade deadline next year if he wants to reclaim his title? That's a, Do we that's, see a, that's a maybe. I don't think we see I don't think we see that out of him. I think he's got his I think he's got his master plan. He's got a master plan that is a lot more executed than Rototiller's master plan. Um and his but, master plan is just continuing on with those keepers that he's got and 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 retaining his his team and and running it back and uh, he could have easily been a champion this year could have easily been another champion but uh just got foiled right i do make some good points but i still think there's a sliver chance where he says maybe i have to get into on the shenanigans that the rest of the other uh, plebs, the peasants, are getting in on next year. Who knows? It's it's still a who knows kind of thing. We'll see how it goes next year. But uh, but even Dirty Dancers, he's a champion this year. Like he really only gave up what a fifth round pick for Panarin. Like it wasn't a a big deal of a trade. Like I don't know. Uh, it's it, it's. It's an interesting point to think of is like, I mean, I know when I won, I, I, I traded everything at the deadline to win, but um, since then it's, it's been very minuscule amounts, except for now dirty dancers making just a slight trade at the deadline just to boost his roster. I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting to think of in the grand scheme of things. But he'll be back. I, he'll be back. Yeah. Um, last guy we gotta talk about, Pickle Peppers. Obviously, uh so close to being the perfect season. Um, in my view, unbelievable season. He walks out with uh hundred dollars plus the uh uh, free uh, entry to next year, um, you know, ultimately falls short to uh, Dirty Dancers. Um, but I, I don't think you look at his team and you say there was nothing really wrong with his season. You can't say that, you know. No, he... uh, su- surprised everyone from the get-go. Uh, Didn't, don't have the same write-up ready for Pickled Peppers as we do for the rest of the teams. That's just the write-ups are written before the sem or before the finals. But he did start off one and four, where it looked like well, he, was down, he was down in the dumps. He started off 0 and 4. 0 and 4, 1 and 4, whatever. 0 and 4, and then it goes six seven seven and one after going 0 and 4. Like it's just clearly he was a team that was to be reckoned with. He picked his momentum up later in the year. 
and uh, he made a big run of the playoffs, probably just beating Keeper and beating Ajo in the same playoff year, like being the number one and two seeds on the way to the finals. Like That's still very impressive. There isn't too much of like what went wrong for Pickle Peppers this year. He had a fantastic year, especially in the playoffs. And uh, I don't think he gave up too much either at the deadline, so I think he's in good position for next year. No. Uh, the big accusations was obviously uh, getting Nugent Hawkins and Campe off of uh, um, Mitchell Marner's millions there. And uh, uh, like not really giving up much. But those two guys were key contributors to his playoff run and and uh, beyond, right? So it helped him a lot. And uh, uh, another thing that I noticed about Keeper's team is he, he like ran like a three to four goalie system. He had uh, Marc Andre Fihi and uh, Mark or Gustafson. Bill Gustafson, yeah. Yeah, Gustafson in Minnesota, and uh, I paid dividends. At one point, he had Copley when Copley was going on his big ass run there. You remember that? Yeah. Um, he had him for a little while. He had just good, good, solid goaltending at Stuart Skinner, which is a good rookie keeper, I would say, on the year because Jack Campbell and Edmonton's like it's the first year of his uh, contract. It, fucking guys already done. Um and Stuart Skinner's basically signed for I think two, three more years. Like three more years. Three more years. He's taken over that starting goaltending net. And um and that's gonna be a good keeper and and starts with uh it being a rookie keeper as well. And I just seen that he's got that David Levi kid from Buffalo also uh at the tail end of his roster or tail end of the season, he has him on his roster. As a 10th round keeper, that's something to keep an eye on. It's a bit of a sketchy move to keep him, but uh, definitely interesting, though. Um, uh, it's still a, a great season by Pickle Peppers. Was, that run, even though it didn't end up in a win, was still very, very fucking sick. Like, that's. Yeah. Eight seeded team, man. Came it's back. what I, what I picked in my bracket. I picked myself beating both of those teams on the way to the championship. Obviously, it didn't work out for me, but it almost worked out for Peppers. Yeah. All of our Anyways, brackets were way off. No, Ravens wasn't so bad. Oh, mine wasn't so bad. I had pickled peppers. Oh no, the first. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, but in our in our finals predictions, though, you guys both had Peppers winning, and I had Dirty Dancers winning. So, oh wow, spicy, spicy, no. boys! Uh, congratulations, boys! It was a good season. Everything. Uh, if you're still listening, honestly, I don't know if you're still listening. Uh, it's getting late here, um, in the NW headquarters. But it was a great season. This is the season finale podcast. We've been talking. We're going to come out with a podcast here and there, I think, over the summer to try to, like, uh, figure out some more rules and, and um, you know, get it going. There's another we still thing. some off-season stuff to discuss about, but yeah, we'll figure there's, it out as yeah. we go. There's there's uh, 
I do uh, in my my vision. I do want to expand to two more teams, um, but these two teams, if they join, they have to be dedicated. Basically, the entry uh, minimum is that you uh, listen to the podcast, you're invested. That's the minimum, right? Like, uh, you got to be, these got to be, if we bring in two new guys, it's it, they got to be competitive guys that are, are basically committed to years, at least five years in the league. Because if you can get a guy more than two years, I can guarantee you that they'd enjoy it a lot, just like the rest of you guys have. And um, that's that's kind of the minimum. Uh, you know, you got to listen to the podcast. Uh, I know it's hard listening to sometimes, but it's a minimum. So if you got a guy, if you got a guy or or a gal, it's probably not a gal, but or or a they them <laughs> or a they them. <laughs> Well, we're a very politically correct podcast. Uh, wants to join, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll do extensive uh, screening. I would call uh, to to pick the next two members of this uh, league. So we do want to we do want to expand, but uh, we are also still happy with running fourteen if uh, need be next year. But. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got, guys. The season finale. You guys want to say any closing remarks or anything? No. Anything, Jaeger? Yeah, I'll come you're, for you're, you next year, you fucking dickheads. I was about yeah. to say, yeah, you guys, you guys are both going down next season. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, Jensen. You, you say that, but you didn't want to bet me for who would be better next year. We'll, we'll we'll talk in the off season. We'll talk in the off season. Yeah. All right. Boys, we're signing off like now. Somebody's scared. We're concluding the 2022-2023 <laughs> Burger Boys Fantasy Hockey League. This is the season finale. We'll see you next summer. I love and- you and good night. This is for that good old boy who's knee deep in that concrete Working 60 hours cause he's saving for a diamond ring This is for that single mom that's working on a double shift Cleaning off a plate so she can feel the one to feed her kids Oh, oh you only get it if you know oh, And I know I work my fingers to the bone till I ain't got nothing left Everything I own, sign my name with blood and sweat And it goes one time if your boots get muddy Two times if your truck ain't clean Three times if you're just like me This one's for the home team But I'm proud I work my 